Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Wednesday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIVA, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, 550-5500, number to call or text. We've got uh, messiness all around us, that's really what's happening, but tomorrow, you know, we get to clean it all up and start fresh and start new. We'll be right out the Republican Party of the state of New Mexico headquarters, it is uh by uh, invite only, uh, we'll be out there, but we will do a little bit of a meet and greet for those people who are looking to go ahead and get a hold of some of that uh, swag and Shotsky or whatever the heck you want to call it. People have different names for that. So we'll be out there uh, tomorrow and uh, very looking, very much looking forward to meeting so many of you, which is going to be quite exciting. Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. So please uh, make sure you download the apps for rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com, uh, podcasts. I am catching up, so I know that some of you guys are eager to get stuff done. I've been very busy as of late, as have some others uh, here around town. So, you know, uh, doing what I can to go ahead and uh, keep the uh, candle burning uh, for liberty and freedom, despite it being extinguished. And, of course, you no doubt have seen uh, the latest uh, rumblings with the Backstreet Grill now closed. So uh, that is uh, it's not unfortunate, uh, I think, at that point. Uh, that that we have to really talk about it. it. It's inevitable. They stop at nothing. If they want you to lose, they will make you lose uh, in every way, shape, and form. And uh, that is what they do. But you got to keep fighting back all the way until the very end. You know, you get hit, punch them right back. D. Dad Muska, hour one, sir. How are you? I am uh, trying to recover from my headache, Mister uh, Aragon. We have a. Did really- I give it to you? No, it was not you, but it, you're indirectly responsible. Uh, we have a wonderful oh. listener who is a, a very loyal listener who does some serious data investigation of okay. coronavirus claims. Yeah. And, uh, maybe we'll get to it later in the show, but I really want to thank the man I call Dr. X. He's a professional scientist. He is uh, a career scientist, and the stuff that he sends my way, and I think he CCs you on those emails, yeah, too. Yeah, I saw it. I read it. Uh, he's uh, a great re- scientist. Refuting uh, MLG's nonsense, it's uh, this guy deserves uh, this man or woman uh, deserves uh, uh, awards and and plaudits. So uh, hopefully, I, I did a post a couple hours ago on it, and uh, let's, even, uh, even let's being... jump into it. Actually, let's oh, just sure. jump right into it because I did read the the data yesterday, and here we are. You know, if you look at uh, four, seven, and thirteen, and uh, we can save the uh, talk about politics. I think for for next hour. To be quite honest, I'm a little bit uh, tired of it. Uh, at this point, because I'm very much excited about talking about more positive things uh, on the uh, uh, for those of you who are paying attention to what's happening in the mayoral race, the mess of a mayoral race. And uh, it's not a mess. Literally uh, right down. I've uh, not one single signature at three thousand three hundred and five nailed it all the way through. I think we pretty much we, we launched August 24th officially started raising uh, money August the 26th. Thank you, Nancy Laughlin, for skipping over that minor detail, as did the rest of the news media. Also heard officially that I am uh, not allowed to be on certain radio stations and television, you know, all that kind of song and dance. And we literally have the guy recorded uh, stating that. So I'm very much looking forward to talking about that maybe a little bit later. Oh, I've got to talk about the attorney uh, that is that is suing me. He's got a, a rich, colorful past. And uh, <laughs> we'll continue to delve into all of that as we learn a little bit about uh, the people out there. I mean, the one one of the five C's, of course, is corruption. So we'll get into 
uh, that as well. And uh, we'll cover all that. But let's talk about something else, anything else at this point. Uh, we are steeped in the deep stew of politics or La Politica, and I'm uh, sick and tired of it already. So let's talk about Dr. X. Now, this guy is amazing, to, to put it bluntly. Uh, the guy is, you would meet him and you would say to yourself, oh, he's amazing. And he does not want his name out there. He doesn't want anything. He just simply wants to put out the data because he's been crunching the numbers for some time. It's always uh, sort of uh, uncanny. His timing, the stuff that uh, he puts it out, like literally at the perfect time. I don't know if he's doing it on purpose, but today uh, Alex Jones was talking about, uh, and not that I was listening, but somebody turned me on to it. I said, oh, so, okay, I'll go ahead and pay attention to what Dr. Fauci is, is talking about. And so I, you know, gleaned over to, yeah, Fauci was talking about how <laughs> you're going to have this uh, super bug that was unstoppable. And you know, Alex Jones went on and said, is this like manufactured? Is this something that can actually be putting out there? So I got to tell you, uh, it sure seems like that. And then, of course, you see, you know, like I get random text during the day and this guy who invented ivermectin. Why is ivermectin not being prescribed? Why is it being demonized? Do we see Shelly Rabondo last night? She's literally just reading, you know, the news right in front of her, and, and she's saying, "Well, actually, uh, sin for horses for animals, and these people are." I'm like, "Really, Shelly? Come on! Do we really have to go down this? Like, this is something that people have been taking uh, for what a good four or five years at this point." Yep, yep. Um, and this is uh, Bill Campbell uh, back in 2015. He won the Nobel Prize in Medicine for the discovery of ivermectin. I don't know if this to be true or not, but Bill Campbell, William, William Campbell, uh, it cures many diseases, including COVID-19. The fake news and big pharma wants you to live in fear. Fauci won't promote ivermectin because he is the little parasite uh, it destroys. So you go back and you look at this, uh, I don't know, 2010 piece, 2012 piece, whatever it happened to be, just talking about the superbug that was manufactured and how it's going to potentially destroy humanity. And here we are once again, just trying to cut through all the BS and uh, giving people the science. And Dr. X is letting us know what's really happening with regard to COVID-19. Now, if you're listening to mainstream media, they're starting their fear porn again. 15 new deaths, 543 additional COVID-19 cases. Yet in neighboring uh, states and uh, other places, they aren't shutting down. They aren't freaking out. Uh, they're doing whatever preventative measures that they possibly can to go ahead and, and fight back, but they're also living their life. You see stadiums packed full of maskless people. Uh, generally, a lot of people, you know, not, right, vaccine because the vaccine is not real. So you're looking at this stuff, you're saying to yourself, well, you know what, these guys are really super spreaders, right? No, you're not saying that because you guys are Kiva listeners. Everybody else seems to be saying that. They grab these reports and they fear you. And they, excuse me, they install fear into you. And that's not the right reaction that you should be having because you should be getting good information. Now, as we start to gather more of this information and we see this, well, now we have historical data because we've been in the middle of this crap for the last 18 months. Way too long to be involved in this. Like, we can't conquer it, right? You're starting to feel this level of helplessness if you're paying attention to the media. But they put out more. It says we've had twice as many infections as this time last year. We have uh, twice as many. I mean, the stuff just doesn't stop. So Dow did a nice little write-up, and it is MLG versus Dr. X. He who will not and shall not be named, and I think does a good drill down on that data to understand exactly what it is. So let's get to it. 
Yeah, and Eddie, I tell you, uh, my dedication to this individual, and I've done a lot of you know, digging on this guy. I've never met him, uh, this man or woman. Uh, I've never met this individual. We've only communicated online, but I have, uh, to my... Best uh, to my best conclusion, I've determined that uh, this individual is a real a real person. The name appears on uh, federal federal science uh, documents, and I mean it's it's not a it's not a hoax here. And he, as you said, he kind of drops in at these interesting moments when he he supplies this data to us, and I, I'm I'm very 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 grateful to him. Once again, this is a person who does not want to go on record, and we can certainly understand why. Uh, someone who has that rich a background in, in professional science, a PhD, I believe the PhD is in physics, uh, somebody who really understands math very well, unlike our governor and a lot of other governors. His latest look, Eddie, and I'd say more than anything else, what he's been demonstrating to me is the ridiculousness of heavy, heavy lockdown public policies as a way to protect us all from COVID-19. He looks at mortality data and then compares states Which is to what states. we should be, which is what we should be looking at, because ultimately you don't want to get sick because you're going to die. Yep, yep, yep. And I really, what I really admire him more than anything is he looks at all causes of morality. So he's not a mortality. He's mortality. not just looking at, yep. um, he's not just looking at COVID-19. I think the, the, the great quote in the email he sent me a couple of days was he doesn't look at COVID-19 specific data because they are, quote, too subjective and politicized for my taste, close quote. We know, we know, we know, we know that there is a ridiculous overdiagnosis of COVID. They are attributing all sorts of deaths to COVID that COVID is not a direct contributor to. It's a big difference between dying from COVID and dying with COVID. Right. Uh, lots of very old and sick people who have multiple conditions end up testing positive right. and they die. They just so happen to have died within a, a time frame of, ha of having tested positive for COVID. COVID may be a minor contributor or not a contributor at all. This person was going to die anyway. We've been, you and I have been fighting this dishonesty from, from day one, Eddie. So yeah. what Dr. X does is he looks at all causes of morality, all deaths, which is an interesting way of looking at it because if COVID is the worst thing that's ever happened to humanity since the Black Death, then we should be able to demonstrate huge increases in deaths overall, you know, certainly deaths with people 85 and over, deaths people 75 and over, 65 and over. He breaks things down by age group. Uh, we should be seeing mammoth increases in, in, in die-offs. I mean, these numbers should be really going through the roof. And what he has shown to me for what over more than a year now is that there really aren't statistically significant huge gains in the number of people dying really by by any age group. You'd think the numbers would be through the roof for, for the elderly. It's actually quite low, uh, in many cases under 10 percent. So that is more than a little fishy. And let me I'll, I'll get into my mathematician, my amateur mathematician phase. He looks at the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. of death statistics, basically. 1999. Yeah, all the way back to 1999. Yeah. And breaks it out by age group and says, all right, in, in each age group, how many people died every year in each of these age groups? And then we're going to mm -hmm. look at 2020 and see, mm -hmm. again, worst worst health crisis since the Black Death. We should be seeing numbers through the roof. Is it, it above? Spike. Giant spike, at, oh, right? Huge, through, through the and roof. And we see, we see no spike. Uh, we see a, in 2020, we saw a minor uptick, 10% uh, and under in New Mexico and all of New Mexico's neighbors. And what the data he showed me a few days ago is really interesting. Where we saw the biggest increases, Eddie, 
and this gets to the whole concept of deaths of despair, which is what we've been experiencing in America the last few years. Yeah. Where we've saw the, seen the greatest increase, and in New Mexico, we saw a spike of over 60% in the 25 to 44-year-old group. I now, see that. Yeah, I was looking at that. What, what, what's driving that doubt? Well, we know it's not COVID because COVID doesn't target 25 to 44-year-olds. Could it be alcoholism? <laughs> Absolutely. Could it be depression? Absolutely. Could it be anything but? Uh, well, could it, be, could it be economic strife and stress mm. and mental health problem due, problems due to the destruction of civil society, the, lo- the hardcore locking down uh, of our state, which, of course, not every state played that experiment. We, we did it here. And Dr. X says that these numbers on 25 to 44-year-olds correlate pretty well with the, the recent, say, last five years of these deaths of despair. Younger adults are starting to get more involved in fentanyl abuse and suicide and alcoholism. Right. And, right. and, of course, there's also that, that the breaking of the bonds of social connectedness, uh, yeah. families, you know, family fragmentation. Uh, and in fact, I just sent an email to Dr. X relating Pur- a, purpose a terrible. And passion. Oh, absolutely. And I sent him an email saying, you know, I'm really glad, uh, Dr. X, you mentioned deaths of despair because we had a death a couple years ago in my own family. Uh, a cousin of my mother's fit the profile to a T male, 50 years old, um, white, not really thriving in life. You know, a series of fairly moderate to low-wage jobs, not great social connectedness. He ended up killing himself five years ago, and he fit that, that profile yeah. of the deaths of, of despair. And when you don't have meaning, purpose, social connectedness, strong family bonds, uh, that's what's driving the, the deaths of despair, which spiked significantly in 2020, according to Dr. X's numbers. And, and, and his, his claim is basically saying that the lockdown took that trend of the deaths of despair and made it, quote, quote unquote, made it worse, uh, adding to uh, a pretty disturbing trend in its own right. And I think he also, part of his research that impresses me so much is he looks at the lockdown level. So New Mexico, one of the top lockdown states versus places like Utah. Most most restricted. Right, most restricted to least restricted. And I was just trotting out some of these numbers. It's pretty amazing when you look at Utah versus New Mexico. You're just not seeing significant differences in deaths among the elderly, uh, really demonstrating the the, the broader data, which show, if you look at all 50 states, uh, showing that lockdowns, there's no link between a lower mortality to COVID and tighter lockdowns. The the data are all over the map. There's no guarantee that locking down is going to guarantee you any kind of safer uh, outcome for lockdowns. But let's be clear here. Let's uh, be clear and simplify it for the audience uh, out here, Dowd. I know that you're steeped in, in all this stuff as you as you normally are. But so Dowd is specifically talking about 25 to 64 year, years of age. OK, and then we're relating it to restrictions. So those restrictions are going to impact the numbers and they're what they're going to create is an anomaly in the percentage of deaths. We're not talking about infections. We're not right. talking about the number of people who have gotten covid those are the numbers that they use to scare you all the time, right? So you hear a, a number. Well, we had a thousand and eight. We had today. We had 543 additional 19 COVID cases. You know, we're still at the point where we're not even sure if we could debate uh, if there's a Delta case. So here's the anomaly that exists for these age groups. I'm going to read it first from him, and then I'm going to give my own explanation. The relatively high 2020 anomaly for the 25 to 64 age groups is a continuation and worsening of a trend. That has been going on for a few years now. These are deaths of despair, as Dowd stated, made worse by the response to COVID-19. The true impact of the new coronavirus and state restrictions are seen 
in the 65 plus age groups. The virus led to a 10% 2020 anomaly and the restrictions had very little impact on that. Yep. So if you're under 18, it's not really impacting you as far as the death. In fact, it's dropping under 18. Okay. Cause you're not letting kids go out anywhere. They're staying home. Kids are happier at home. There's a whole idea there for homeschool. Your kids are going to live a little bit longer, maybe be a little bit healthier. Uh, over the age of 65, really, when you're looking at these numbers and to, to pull these up, uh, New Mexico actually uh, over 65, so 65 to 74, and 75 to 84 and 85 plus uh, seem to be uh, the rate anomaly is somewhere between 0 to 10%. Okay, so it's a slight anomaly. So here's what he's specifically referring to, and this was the focus. And you see these giant big red dots on his chart, and you can find this stuff at uh, rockoftalk.chat. You'll see these these dots on that chart, and you literally have a 70% all-cause-of-death anomaly. Huge. We are number one, and there is a direct line. The more restrictive your state is, the higher the, the anomaly which means that you are going to be dying from something other than COVID. It doesn't make sense here. Uh, you look Here's the surrounding states. Let's just look at these anomalies. And again, New Mexico is going to lead the pack. You're going to be the mo- most restrictive, most reactive, and inevitably what happens to that, you have the, most, the weirdest number of deaths. Okay? Number one, most restrictive states. Okay? New Mexico, the most restrictive state. We have a... 70% death rate anomaly in the 25 to 44-year-olds, most restrictive. 45 to 64-year-olds, we are looking at a 40% death anomaly, which is something other than what it would normally be. And then it, it calms down at 65, 70. So when people have these purpose-driven lives, the anomaly uh, gets greater and exacerbated because we are on complete and total lockdown. Now, here's the second least uh, restricted or most restricted in this chart of surrounding um, states, and you have Colorado. Colorado, right up there, they've got a huge anomaly at 40%, 40 percent in the 25 to 44, and then the 45 to 64, it moves down to 20 percent. But see, they're less restrictive. There's a direct relationship that meets, you know, the 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 normal relationship. But the more restrictive you are, the more death anomalies that you're going to have. Then you have uh, Arizona, 31st death anomalies there on this one, slightly higher at about 50, 51 percent. And then 30% in the 45 to 64. Uh, 31st most restrictive state, not, not restricted uh, whatsoever. Then you've got Oklahoma at 45 and Utah at 49. Guess what? There's almost no variable whatsoever. That would be the place where you would see probably the biggest, strangest uh, 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 change in the number of deaths year over year. Mm-hmm. And you're not seeing them, which tells you that our political economic or our political policies and edicts that come down, the more that these politicians mess with and uh, uh, enforce or create mandates, the higher the anomaly in the total number of deaths. You literally have your government killing 25 to 64 year olds. Would that be a better way to say it? (laughs) Well, you know, I think to, to be charitable, I would say the best that the defenders of MLG type restrictions could say is that these restrictions have no impact. The worst you could say, and where I lean more toward, is that they are absolutely counterproductive. And in the wisdom of a man who has been hated and denigrated by all of America's elites, when he said in March of 2020, we can't let the 
cure be worse than the disease? He happened to be the president of the United States at the time. The wisdom of that statement is being borne out more and more as the data continue to come in. This is uh, very surprising. You can see all this at rockoftalk.chat. It'll be most surprising for those people who believe in the lockdowns, who want the lockdowns, the draconian uh, edicts, and you will see that they are not working. In fact, they're working in the other way. You should have seen a dramatic reversal. It should have been a 70% decline because you stayed home, because you didn't get sick. Uh, I think that's the way that it would have worked, and that's the way it was meant to to be. But you really got to split in the numbers and look at all the deaths across you know, the entire spectrum of every single kind yeah, of death. Because we can't trust the COVID deaths because many of them are not COVID deaths. Right. Good stuff, Dowd. I appreciate that. And uh, we appreciate uh, Dr. X checking in. He says, uh, hey, Eddie and Dowd, I trust both of you are doing well. I think we are. Both of you have known for the last 18 months, this has become all about politics. All we have to do is look at the data. So I'll preface this email in New Mexico and adjoining state death rates with the words of Michael Oakshot. I think this hermeneutic of two basically different types of people, individuals and individual manke, I don't know what he means by that, Dowd. Can you clarify that for me? Goes a, <laughs> goes a long way to help understanding why so many people are eager to give up their freedoms to buy into propaganda so easily. The mass man, as I understand him, then is specified by his character, not by numbers. He is distinguished by so uh, uh, individuality that when it meets a powerful experience of individuality, it revolts into anti-individuality, which is exactly what we have, right? Mask shaming. No, you didn't wear your mask and you get scolded. Uh, he has generated for himself an appropriate morality, an appropriate understanding of the office of government and appropriate modifications of parliamentary government. Everyone's uh, on lodge rules now, uh, if you see it. He is not necessarily poor, nor is he envious of only riches. He is not necessarily ignorant. Often he is a member of the so-called intelligentsia even. He belongs to a class which corresponds exactly with no other class. He is specified primarily by a moral, not intellectual inadequacy. He wants salvation. Very interesting uh, that he points that out because so many people uh, with their moral virtue signaling uh, are so many people who don't have actual purpose, direction, or morality in their own life. So uh, telling you to wear a mask makes them feel much better about their life. And in the end, will be satisfied only with the release from the burden of having to make choices for himself. He is dangerous, not on account of his opinions and desires, for he is none, but on account of his submissiveness. His disposition is to endow government with power and authority, such as it has never before enjoyed. He is utterly unable to distinguish a ruler from a leader. In short, the disposition to be an anti-individual is one in which every European man has a propensity. The mass man is merely one in whom this propensity is dominant. So uh, very cool. I'll read the last part. But this condition of human circumstances, the right to live in a social protectorate, which relieved him from the burden of self-determination, was seen to be impossible unless it were imposed on all people alike. Yes, right? You couldn't survive if you're trying to impose something that you yourself, uh, or you couldn't agree to something that you couldn't uh, try to impose on other people. Think about it that way. So as long as others were permitted to make choices for themselves, not only would this anxiety at not being able to do it himself, remain to convict him of his inadequacy and threaten his emotional security. The social protectorate is recognized as its part would itself be protected. The security he needed entailed the genuine quality of circumstances imposed upon all. The condition he sought was one in which he would meet in others, only a replica of himself. What he was, everybody must become. Indeed. indeed. And that I is think, you know, that philosopher... Yeah, I mean, uh, Oakshot was a philosopher. He died a couple of decades ago. I think what our Dr. X was by quoting that, I think he's 
he's referencing something that the, the intellectual dark web on and the internet now we call them NPCs or non-player characters. They're also called normies. They're people who do whatever the shiny box tells them, you know, whatever their neighbors tell them, whatever editorial writers tell them. And uh, some of us try to dig a little deeper. Uh, Dr. X tries to dig a little deeper, and I think he does a fantastic job. Rockoftalk.chat, folks, if you want to read his work, it is a knockout. Good stuff. All right, let's check on weather and traffic. Rudy Grande. All right, as we put things together, we notice it's going to stay hot for the next couple of days. And uh, hot means like 92 right now uh, in Rio Rancho, 93 at the Rock of Talk. All right, out to the roads we go. The drive we told you was going to be kind of slow is I-40 westbound at Rio Grande. That's in the final paperwork stages. All lanes are open, and they're recovering pretty nicely. But you know what? It put a lot of pressure on I-25 southbound now. That stopped up from Jefferson all the way to the big eye. So just plugs it into Mexico time there. Northbound 25, not a lot of fun from uh, Gibson up to Central. And getting away from Kirtland Air Force Base, that's going to be a test of patience as well. On Eubanks, the northbound trip is slow from Central on up to the I-40. Next week, Pet Food Gone Wild is celebrating 10 years. Here's Sam to tell us about it. Thanks, Rudy. I appreciate that. Yeah, we're going to be celebrating 10 amazing years in Rio Rancho. I can't even believe it's already been 10 years that we've been here in Rio Rancho. We're going to be having a celebration on Friday, September 17th, and Saturday, September 18th. There's going to be an anniversary blowout. We're looking at 15% off your entire purchase. So come on by. Come see us. We'll have hours, special hours that day. We're going to be open from 9 until 5 p.m. We're typically closing at 4, so please come down. See us. If you mention Sam's name, she'll get you some of that yogurt we've been talking about all year. All right, Pet Food Gone Wild is on Southern, and it's just west of Nicholas and Rio Rancho. We're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. All right, good job, Rudy. Appreciate that. Uh, just received this. Uh, there's a statement against misleading COVID-19 information. Now, we've had many of our videos banned, uh, some of our audio streams shut down. Like, this is stuff that has continually happened, um, and we will. Con- this is one of the reasons why they removed us on all platforms. I just talked about Last night, how Shelly Rabondo gave you misinformation about ivermectin. And it's literally canned, and you're never to question it. Almost like a magician standing right in front of you, and you never even question the actual trick that's being pulled. So uh, this is something backed by its 75-year legacy of advancing evidence-based laboratory medicine that improves pathology, patient care, and public health. The College of American Pathologists denounces the spread of misleading and inaccurate COVID-19 information. As a leading organization of board-certified pathologists, the CAP asserts that misinformation about the vaccination and alternative self-prescribed treatments is a danger to public health. While the CAP fosters and honors robust exchanges, oh, do you now, of varying professional opinions in the practice of medicine, we stand against the spread of COVID-19 information that is not firmly grounded in science. Beginning with the initial distribution of those vaccines, the CAP has steadfastly encouraged Vaccinations for all who are eligible. We're committed to maintaining public trust in vaccination, just as we are committed to accurate COVID-19 testing. And it goes on and on and on. That is from the American uh, College of Pathologists Association. So we're going to see a lot of these associations, oftentimes made up of a number of doctors who, you know, probably aren't even going to question or they're just part of that. They like the uh, acronyms at the back of their name in terms of their those affiliations. Um, But by and large, these are politically motivated groups. Uh Every one of these associations are one of those uh, dues collecting types groups that wants to direct an entire message in order for you to be a part of that association. You have to subscribe to whatever that message in. 
message is. Now, if you have a, 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 a medical doctor, you know, that you like, and he's a member of one of these, even the AMA, and that is also a very politically charged uh, medical association that's out there, they will have to subscribe to whatever it is that they're advocating in order for them to be certified and to actually carry whatever designation uh, and their affiliation that they have. So you're going to see this more and more. It sounds very authoritative. You know, you're going to hear things and it sounds like, oh, said it sort of like uh, when a certain group, right? Like the when the FOP is going to go ahead and endorse Manny Gonzalez, despite the fact that it, I was like, oh, it's the Fraternal Order Police. And, you know, you have all this news that's being created, you know, the stuff that just uh, is coming out. They say, oh, well, we're going to go ahead and, and come out and endorse this, this guy, because this is really the elixir that's going to. You literally have a, a, a law-breaking uh, sheriff. Uh, who has been denied now? Uh, what is this? The uh, how many times is this? Has this guy been denied? And they go Wait, out and enforce. Five? <laughs> so the idea is to get out there with a fraternal order of police, which is you know just an organization. They're stopping their feet and they're pointing at Tim Keller and they're saying, uh, "Oh well, you know, you were the worst enemy. You know, you're your own worst enemy at this point. You know, if we're really advocating for our police, uh, well, certainly neither Manny Gonzalez can do that, and certainly neither Tim Keller can do that." Um, what I can tell you is that my candidacy absolutely will. And uh, all those messages and platform is being passed around absolutely everywhere. So I want you guys uh, to go ahead and um, pay attention to those data points. We're going to be out there at the Republican Party of the State of New Mexico tomorrow, 5150 San Francisco Street. You have to register directly at fightfor505.com. That's fightfor505.com. And what's really critical and important for you just to understand is these organizations, these endorsements and all these don't mean anything except for just, just a few. There's some, some, some decent ones out there, especially some uh, newer guys, and I'm almost finished with, with their stuff. And, and I'll tell you, don't take someone else as the authority. You be the authority. You make your own decisions. You do the data lookup. You do your own research. Just because someone has a certain seal of approval or whatever, don't think that it's never uh, not politically motivated. It always is. So... 550-5500, that's 550-5500. Uh, Elizabeth uh, checks in. She says, uh, I work under CAP. They are liberal run. There you go. Uh believe that uh, she is a nurse. Uh, I appreciate her uh, doing that uh, and checking in. We need uh, another uh, medical doctor, an expert, says the NCBI at LNM, nlm.nih.gov. We've seen so much of that happen, you know, from the National Institute of Health. We've seen the information come from the National Institute of Health. And then we see, alternatively, something else comes from the CDC. And you're confused because all you know is it sounds like some sort of authoritative designation or authoritative organization, yet they're changing their mind. We've seen that, well, now we, we're supposed to believe the highest paid government employee who would be Dr. Fauci, and then he changes his mind. So, you know, you have to rely on your own information for what you're going to do. And we certainly do the research for you. We appreciate John uh, uh, getting that information uh, uh, directly to us. This is coming uh, from the NLM NIH. Ivermectin, wonder drug from Japan, the human use perspective. The abstract, discovered in the late 1970s, the pioneering drug Ivermectin in dihydroderivative of avermectin, organ, or, originating solely from a single microorganism isolated in the Kitasato Institute in Tokyo, Japan, from Japanese soil, had as an immeasurably beneficial impact and improving the lives and the welfare of billions of people throughout the world. Originally introduced as a veterinary drug, it has a wide range of internal and external parasites in commercial livestock and companion animals. So 
So the news will read about that far, and then they'll immediately say, well, this is meant uh, directly for animals and veterinary use, not for human use, and they'll stop there, and then they'll sell, 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 and they'll get everybody to say the very same thing, and they'll find a couple of other organizations who are going to jump on board with that piece of, those pieces of information, right? That doesn't work. That doesn't work. Do your own homework. Do your own research. Uh, thanks for that text, 550-5500. I think that's hopefully that's it. Eddie, just like Dr. X stated, the mask man is a coward. I've shown my own family and friends the 600-plus ivermectin studies. They'd rather hide and cower than speak. Yeah, they're okay to take it. Isn't that strange? They're okay to just take whatever information the mainstream media gives them. To them, the mask is their god. Ooh, we're starting to get philosophical there. Mm. I like that. Uh, I could really, I could really do Friday night pizza dorm room uh, philosophizing on on that statement alone, right? Absolutely. You know how the mask is. Can, can't you just see us hanging out, just a doing, secular religion? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just right there. You don't wear the mask. Uh, please watch the video I tagged you on MeWe. Okay, I'm, I will. I don't know if I am I on MeWe. I don't even know where I'm at. I'm on some social. Media. I don't know where I'm at. That's not attributed to the vaccine if jabbed within the last 14 days. Okay, I didn't know that. One doctor said it's easily calculated by over all the years lost in comparison to life expectancy. And uh, there you go. All right, let's check on weather and traffic right now with Rudy Grande. Did we lose him? Rudy? I think we lost him. Rudy, Rudy. I can hear myself. That's never good. But he's going to have to go ahead and call back. So I thought he was signaling me to check on uh, weather and traffic. So uh, there you go. So sign up directly at uh, fightfor505.com. That's fightfor505.com. We're going to hit a quick break. We'll bring it back uh, in four minutes. Thanks for listening to AM1600 KIVA, abq.fm. Rock of Talk, glad to be you to help your business. And right now, businesses are in desperate need of cash flow. Many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution. Michael Trujillo has that solution. Host of Your Money Matters, 1130 a.m. on Saturday. Michael, how can you help these businesses get cash flow today? Well, Eddie, all they have to do is pick up the phone, give us a call, and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for. But more importantly, we also have over 100 lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide these loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business. Let's help your small business today, folks. If you own a car dealership, commercial real estate, you have a restaurant, how about a funeral home, software development firms, engineering firm, plumbing and heating, you name it, Michael can help you. 856-1171. Or you can email him directly, michael at michaeltrujillo.com. That's michael at michaeltrujillo.com. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. 
Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We focus on construction, onshore energy, defense contractors, health care, professional liability, and a variety of other industries. Call us today at 883-3683, 883 883- Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers, such as being able to meet face-to-face, you will receive quick response times, and all loans are processed here locally. And you will always talk with the same people from application to funding. All of our employees live here, and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy, and if at all possible, we use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers, and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best terms available on the market, so contact us today on the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling 836-5700. That's 836-5700. Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS, when at 8348. In our increasingly busy world, it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax. At Monty's Cigar Shop, we offer everything to help you do just that. There's nothing better than spending time smoking a great premium cigar with family and friends. Monty specializes in artisanal, hand-rolled cigars that make up just 2% of the worldwide cigar market. With over 2,000 different kinds of the absolute best cigars for you to choose from, you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit. Whether you've been smoking cigars for years or you're just starting out, we'll find the right cigar for you. Stop by and see us at 3636 San Mateo in Albuquerque or give us a call at 505-881-7999. That's 505-881-7999. Salon Deluxe and Tanrio West have partnered together to offer hair, nail, and skin care with our signature Solitone, Lumi Facial, and Lumi Lift, and Brazilian Blowout. And this is Deb Slight from Tanrio West Light. We specialize in permanent makeup, tattoo removal, Botox, Juvederm, spray tan, and eyelash extensions. You can reach us at 896-0586 at the salon or call Deb at Tanrio, 994-2390. We're located at the Country Club Plaza in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. 2020 has impacted so many things, one of which is how we live in our home, how we work from home, do school from home, even how we have meals, social connecting, and enjoying entertainment in our home. This is Tracy Venturi of Venturi Realty Group of Keller Williams Realty. Every year, 10% of homeowners sell their home. For 2021, it's estimated that the number will be even higher. For many, the plan to move in the past year was derailed or postponed, and many more have recognized the need for a different home for how they live now. You may not be ready to sell your home yet, but at some point, you're curious about how much your home is worth. Don't trust an automated online estimate to know the value of what is most likely your most important asset, especially in today's fast-moving market. Call us, the number one Keller Williams real estate group in New Mexico, your neighborhood expert. And when you do decide to sell, don't leave money on the table. You can choose the number one real estate team that will get you premium marketing and maximum value. Call today, 448-8888, or visit us online at welcomehomeabq.com. 
Amazing Grace Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900. Next couple. Things may be changing next uh, next week, so that's kind of good news. 93 degrees right now, though, at the Rock of Talk. All right, what we've got going on right now is uh, drives that are trying to recover. For example, I-40 Westbound had that accident earlier at Rio Grande, all gone now, uh, not even in the center divider. And the drive's trying to recover, except for that feed from I-25 Southbound. That's still kind of bulky coming away from Jefferson on your way towards the Big Eye. I-25 northbound, not a whole lot of fun either. From uh, Gibson up to Central, you'll be under 30 miles an hour and still kind of suffering right there. Uh, coming away from Kirtland Air Force Base on Eubank, northbound from Chico up to the I-40. All right, we're at Pet Food Gone Wild and uh, grooming. I know I bring my dog here. We definitely see your dog, Rudy. I love your dog. She's one of my favorite ones. I, I'm, I fall in love with senior dogs, and I fall in love with dogs that look like beagles. So touching on grooming a little bit, celebrating our 10 years here, we're going to be doing a $5 off coupon for all dog breeds on there. It's only valid for one grooming on there. So I know some of you guys bring your five dogs in. Unfortunately, it's only good for the one on there. Um, self-service dog wash will also be available. It's going to be $12, and that one actually expires at the end of the month. So both of those coupons run throughout the entire month of September. It's not just for Friday, Saturday. All right, pet food gone wild. So easy and so uh, to get to. It's on Southern. If you're westbound coming away from Newark, you just see us on the right. Pet food gone wild. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Good job, Rudy. Um, we have uh, Dito and Muska and I. We're right here. I apologize uh, for the uh, checking in last time there with Rudy. We've got a couple of uh, callers here. Holly, you're first here in the queue. Go ahead. Yes, this is Eugene. Hey, Eugene, how are you? Eugene, good. Eugene, actually... Eugene, do you like the gene therapy? Did you get the vac shot? Uh, or was we refer to it here in the Kiva as gene therapy? I haven't had a vaccination since I joined the service in 1974. Wow, there you are. Healthy, healthy, and strong as an I ox. feel good. Uh, right, I was actually good. diagnosed with the COVID back in March. Okay. And uh, four days later, I broke a fever, and I was, I've been fine ever since. Um, anyway... Uh, how does a guy go about making a donation directly to you? Oh. I have a friend of mine that lives on the east side of town Okay, that wants to drop a check, and they want to be able to drop it to you personally without having to do any of this online stuff. And also, I'd like to volunteer myself as part of your group, and I don't have an online cut. Oh, you, so, you, you don't like online anything? Is that correct? Well, it's not me. It, it's I don't have a, an online anything. You don't I have, don't have a computer. You don't. You, do you have a phone, a cell phone? I have one, but it's an old one. Okay. Uh, why don't you just show up tomorrow at four o'clock, and we'll take care of you. And uh, it's fight for five hundred five dot com. That doesn't mean anything to you, but that's. I would that's, love to that's make our a website. donation to you as okay. well as do a volunteer. Yeah, show up tomorrow. Like I said, fifty one fifty San Francisco at uh, four p.m. We'll be there from four to four to seven. Yeah, show up tomorrow. Like I said, uh, fifty one fifty. Hearing myself a second time. Hold on. Hold clear. Um, okay. You there? There we go. I'm we, here. We got you back. Yeah, so you just had feedback from your phone. No big deal. So, yeah, why don't you just show up tomorrow and uh, make – I can't get you to sign up, so we'll just be taking names and making sure if you want to go uh, walk some neighborhoods on our behalf and uh, the, uh, really the city's behalf. That's what this is a fight for. 
It's all for the city. I don't live here. I'm not from here, but I, I have to have a trailer set up here. Okay. I'm down in Sierra County, but I'm willing to help you. I appreciate that. I met that. you at the Backstreet Grill, and uh, you'll know me when I see you. Okay. That sounds good. I will definitely, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we'll know, know each other and looking forward to that. See you tomorrow out there about I, uh, 4 I o'clock. I really wish you well, and I, I just hope it works out because this has been a disaster in this town. <laughs> yeah. You can say that again. That is absolutely. Uh, and and speaking of, I mean, some interesting stuff came forth. I guess should I? Uh, Dowd, I, I I told Dowd I felt bad because I know he's been wanting to talk to me. I've not even talked to Dowd, and he he needs to meet with me because he's got to crack the whip. I'm almost. I'm literally in the middle of these files as we're getting done, and uh, I, I will tell you. I said I said I'm just going to let Dowd you know get started with the show because he's been saved for the end of the show, and that's not cool all the time. It's got to get old being here playing second fiddle to this mayoral campaign and, and Dowd does such great work. I want to make sure that, you know, we get all his information out there and what he's doing. Okay. So let's just look very quickly at uh, QB channel four. All right. <laughs> when we say that this is a mess, <laughs> we are 55 days away from the mayoral campaign. All right. I mean, from the mayoral uh, voting night, early voting starts in, I don't know what, 42 days. Wow. Something ridiculous. And your sheriff, Manny Gonzalez, is still out there trying to get petitions for public financing, and he petitioned the Supreme Court today. Uh, this is what uh, happened, uh, I believe, earlier today when this came out, uh, that he was denied a... Um, I'm listen to this because I can't deal with it. New Mexico Supreme Court issued... KB Channel 4. New Mexico Supreme Court issued an order denying a petition filed by mayoral candidate Manny Gonzalez Gonzalez filed a petition for public campaign financing after his campaign was denied financing by Albuquerque City Clerk Ethan Smith for a second time. He applied for $661,000 in public financing. was first signed in July. Time, by the way. First, the decision. Uh, he didn't reverse it, and that's false. Okay, They didn't. They just said he just needs to have due process, saying the clerk didn't allow Gonzalez to properly defend himself against campaign fraud allegations. The city on September 1st went through allegations against the sheriff as ordered, gave Gonzalez the chance to defend himself. After denying the financing a second time, the clerk created the, uh, said the Gonzalez campaign submitted materially false statements to the clerk's office, which is essentially a crime. So, um, fourth degree felony, just so you all know and what we're all aware of. So he's been denied entirely. He's going to have to now switch to private financing. Okay? This is the direction that he's going to have to go. Uh, he's certainly welcome to equal time here on the radio station. want to make sure that, that you're clear to that, Manny, since you've been here in our uh, radio station before, and we appreciate you, you know, stopping by to promote yourself. But, you know, we're now at this point where you don't have uh, a formidable opponent in Manny Gonzalez. The guy couldn't even get this far. How is he going to go ahead and push back against Mayor Keller? He's got a, fi a private financing group, which he's supposedly not co uh, coordinating with, but which... <laughs> That is also pretty questionable oh. given the connections and the fact that the guy who's literally, literally running the uh, measured finance committee took a trip with Manny last year, you know, uh, to Washington, D.C. to go ahead and, and, you know, toughen up on crime. So, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I'm glad with what's happening with Telemontes and that he's going to go to prison for a long time and, and be Hill. And, but like, let's stop the merry-go-round of, of the uh, insanity of this. Um, crazy mayoral election. It, it's it's not a a job that's going to take you to other places. And these guys 
should both know that. And they should realize that they have to have real love and care and passion for the city. I don't think either one of these opponents uh, has any of those characteristics. I think we've shown that what they're really interested in is their own political careers. I think they're both interested uh, specifically <laughs> in trashing each other. And in going through, you know, sort of the history of these two guys with each other, I mean, the blood has gotten pretty bad. On election night back in 2017, it was no other than Sheriff Manny Gonzalez standing next to I don't know if you saw this or not, Dow, standing next to Tim Keller that night. We have the actual photo, okay, that was printed in the Albuquerque Journal. It was captured. It was, uh, you know, all the information's right there. Like, these two guys were hanging out together, and now you have Manny Gonzalez pushing back against uh, Tim Keller, I suppose, for about how progressive the city has. And, and, and at the very top of the... The, the newspaper, it's it's written, it says, Keller has uh, been given the mandate to run the city. Manny Gonzalez is right next to him. This is just, in my opinion, just complete and total controlled and corrupt opposition at this point. I'm the Republican candidate. We have new stations to black me out. Uh, we have radio stations who are trying to do it. We're going to talk about the platform and the issues. We're 55 away. All that's gone back, and I jumped in at the very latest because I'm like, this is a you-know-what show. We've got to do something to, to make this a, a better race. Plus, there needs to be an actual Republican. I asked Manny, I said, how come you, don't, you know, why don't you register as a Republican? Went, no, I didn't want to do it. I'll be in touch. I gave him a number, never heard from him. There you go. Okay? That, that's where we are right now. And everyone is, you know, hooting and hollering, angry as can be about the city and the state of the affairs. Yeah, you guys don't want to create a fair election. That was a very funny piece that was uh, in the conservative New Mexican today, talking about including a fourth candidate in that. And I, said, and I looked at it and I said, oh, that's funny. That is uh, absolutely true. Right? Anything that they can to sort of, you know, blur the line. So when, when, the, when you out there are getting misinformation and they're only talking about two candidates, both of whom are Democrat, both of whom were on the winning stage the night that Tim Keller was elected. And you see the photo right there. Do you doubt? Mm-hmm. You see the, oh, there we go. We got your, you, you, uh, sorry, I had your mic off. I forgot. Um, you, you see that right there. And, and you're saying to yourself, what kind of world do we live in? Like the corruption and the collusion between, you know, the here and they're just trying to keep it. You've got a, a Republican who can pick up 20% of the vote. We can run the city and focus back on the city, not Tim Keller's political career, him wanting to be governor or senator or whatever he wants to be someday, okay, uh, and, and find somebody who actually cares about the city of Albuquerque and cares about this place. I think that's important. So we're going to have corruption to kick off power. Um, we've got a lot of it. And it is those very forces that are hyper-focused on me for some particular reason to make sure that either I'm picked off the ballot or – they don't want me to be mayor. They don't want things to, to get cleaned up. They thrive on this. And it's the same people. You know, it, it, I think they just like looking for things to complain about. And they put the same people in year after year. The guy who's suing me, who's now behind Manny Gonzalez, his name is Thomas Grover. Okay, he's an attorney. I mean, we just looked into this guy's past. It is unbelievable. 
unbelievable what this guy is doing. And he's not even an election attorney. And he's suing me on behalf of, uh, of a woman who was formerly a Democrat, now a Republican. She just registered, I guess. You know, you start to look at this information. You say to yourself, like, okay, well, who's doing? Oh. Whoa, 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 whoa. You got to, what is this? Okay. Siri's listening to me over here, Dowd. I don't know what she's saying <laughs> in the background. So I, I want you to listen to this story because I think it's important. I think it's important that we start to get to the bottom of everything um, and that you understand. And I think we, we, we've got it. Like, as of tomorrow, we just got to stop talking about this crap. We launch into the, the campaign. You guys are welcome to donate. You guys are welcome to join on board. We've got to talk about the issues of Albuquerque. If not, you're going to have another four years of Tim Keller. Get behind me. Jump on my campaign. Let's do what the work that needs to get done. Okay, I promise you will be a hundred times better than anything Tim Keller can do. And whatever naysayer is saying, whatever they want to say about me, pay no mind to that. Pay no attention to it. Just think about, look at the types of things that Trump did uh, when he was. Uh, there we go. We just got interrupted when he was uh, president. So uh, go to fightfor505.com. That's fightfor505.com. Let's check the top of the hour news. The number of dead rising. I'm Lisa Lacerra, Fox News. Officials in Louisiana now say six people died from Hurricane Ida with the additional 11 deaths occurring in New Orleans between August 30th and Monday. Nine of them due to excessive heat. The others died from carbon monoxide poisoning, according to the city's health department, as President Biden has allocated more money for recovery from Ida and other storms. The president hadn't even returned from his trip to New York and New Jersey to survey storm damage before officials here started telling us that he wants $24 billion to address it. That's $10 billion specifically for Ida, $14 billion for storms that happened before. Fox's Peter Ducey at the White House. The National Hurricane Center has issued a tropical storm warning for part of the Florida panhandle as Tropical Storm Mindy has formed. Forecasters say the storm could drop as much as six inches of rain. The Taliban is not respected and valued in the global community. That from White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. What we're working to do is to engage with them because they oversee and control Afghanistan right now to get American citizens. Uh, legal permanent residents, uh, as SIV applicants out of Afghanistan. Saki says Secretary of State Antony Blinken is still pressing the Taliban to allow Americans and others who have proper documents to be able to leave Afghanistan. A new Fox News poll shows how Americans view the lasting effects of 9-11 on the country. About two-thirds of respondents say the tragedy of 9-11 20 years ago permanently changed how we live in the U.S., to show how significant it remains on the minds of Americans, only 50% by comparison say the COVID pandemic has permanently changed our lives. Fox is Colonel Scott, but some respondents say the terror attacks caused some overreactions, with 38% saying the use of waterboarding in interrogations is an example of that. America is listening to Fox News. Connect to Fox News Audio on the Fox News app. Listen to hear your favorite hosts like Brian Kilmeade, Jimmy Fallon, and Guy Benson standing up for what's right live and via podcast. Just click listen, then swipe right and hear the latest news updates on your time. And scroll down to hear the latest podcasts from Fox News. And it's even easier to listen in the car with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. Get programming alerts and notifications. Fox News Audio is on the Fox News app. The Voices America Trusts. Download it now. 
from the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, publisher of The Federalist, and I'm inviting you to join a new conversation with the smartest thinkers out there about the country and where we're going. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. You can subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, foxnewspodcast.com, or wherever you download your podcast. This new show will feature deep-dive interviews with newsmakers and some of your favorite Fox News analysts. I hope you'll join me. Subscribe to the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. The city of Denver has shut down a park that officials say is no longer safe. Trash, needles, human waste, and rats. More than 40 burrows in some of the more heavily impacted areas of the park. As the city of Denver closing its Civic Center Park outside the state capitol, the site of homeless encampments, it says for restoration. Health Director Danica Lee. The park, a uh, place that is no longer safe for the general public. The city cites almost 500 reported crimes around the park so far this year that conditions there cannot stand. And as Advocates for the homeless say they're worried about the park's closure's impact. Jeff Manasso, Fox News. Climate researchers at University College London say nearly 60% of the world's oil and gas reserves and 90% of the coal reserves need to stay in the ground by 2050 to meet the goals of the Paris Climate Agreement. The Labor Department created more jobs this summer, but there are signs job growth may be slowing. A fresh analysis of the job market this summer says the number of job openings in the U.S. jumped to a record 10.9 million in July. However, the Labor Department's Job Openings and Labor Turnover Survey says job hires slipped by 160,000 to 6.7 million. Job search site Indeed.com says openings plateaued in late summer. Indeed says openings on its site at the end of August saw only a modest gain from July. The August gain was largely driven by demand for jobs that can be done from home, such as software development. Ginny Kosola, Fox News. New York City's Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade will return this year with COVID protocols and a vaccine requirement for volunteers. A curtailed version of the parade took place last year with balloons and performers confined to the street in front of Macy's flagship store on 34th Street. I'm Lisa Lacerra and this is Fox News. Second hour of the Rock of Talk, and I think we should put things together, starting with the weather. I'm Rudy Grande, hot a couple of days, and things will start to turn into fall next week, I understand. 93 degrees right now at the Rock of Talk, and new problems. This is on I-40. This is going to be eastbound, heading towards the mountain, right past the Big Guy and before Carlisle. A couple of cars put it together, and unfortunately, that has everybody stubborn all the way back now before the Big Guy. But I gotta tell you, if you're on I-25 southbound and you make that transition to East 40, that is just, it's stocked up full. So you may want to exit it, come and use Manal, get yourself across on over to Carlisle and rejoin I-40. Also, a slow trip has developed uh, in Rio Rancho. If you're on the 528, looks like that northbound trip is going to be a little slow. Barbara up to southern, but that seems to be the worst of it. Other than that, looking good even on Unser in Rio Rancho. All right, and it's feeling good here at Pet Food Gone Wild in Rio Rancho. We're on southern just west of Nicholas, and next week, 10 years. And here, who be that, Rudy? I love hearing that. I wanted to take some time to thank Rio Rancho in general and Albuquerque in the general area around us for supporting Pet Food Gone Wild for the last 10 years. 
We know that last two years has not been an easy fight, but we do appreciate everybody's business, everybody coming in here. Um, I got to tell you that my grooming books have never looked better. So I love you people coming in here. Please bring your dogs, bring your cats, bring your friends, bring your family. Um, I think it's great to celebrate these 10 years. Do Susanna a favor and shoot her some of your favorite stories on Facebook. She doesn't know I'm telling you about that, but I think it'd be amazing to tell her what kind of amazing 10 years this has been and what everybody has done and what she's done for the community that's been so great. So 10 years. I love it. I can't wait to celebrate with you all next week. All right, come by. And you can come by right now, too. they got some fun specials. This is Pet Food Gone Wild on Southern, just west of Nicholas. And we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon. The Rock of Talk. I am Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk on AM1600 KIVABQ.FM, RockofTalk.com. Don't forget Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. Podcast us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. Our apps for RockofTalk.tv and RockofTalk.com. And don't forget, Dowd working hard at RockofTalk.chat. Uh, we've got hour number two. And uh, here with D. Dowd Musk, we're going to get into, uh, you know, I don't know. Motivation, corruption, la politica, however people want to go ahead and refer to it. I haven't read any of your uh, text, I don't think. Yeah, hi, Eddie. Please keep encouraging people throughout your show to donate to your campaign. To those listeners who may not be aware, they're still accepting donations. We're accepting donations, okay? Uh, and I can, I'm can. i welcome. It, by the way, my opponents, welcome to Equal Time here on the radio station. It's totally fine. I'll sit here and I'll produce your show with you and me in here. So it'll be cool. That'd be kind of cool to kind of have them both in here. We got... Uh, Dad Musk, you, you would love that. I um, would listen to that. <laughs> I absolutely would. Yeah. Uh, hey, I just want to say thanks for running for mayor. The Democrat corruption needs to end. I'm a pro- probation parole officer, and I have steered a lot of coworkers from Manny Gonzalez to you. Good luck this November. I'm looking forward to a change in our city. Yes, change. You're going to have to go after the, the worst. Uh, Eddie, do you have signs that I can in my neighborhood? Uh, we have signs, and they're quite expensive, and we need to sign up as a volunteer first, and then we'll you know, make more signs and more signs and more signs. I've never even thought about doing that for anyone else. Ooh, that's pretty awesome. She's sending me a muscle. I don't know. That, that's, a, that's a good sign. Collusion. Yes, collusion. Uh, my wife had COVID two weeks ago. I slept with her every night, did not quarantine, did not get her tested, but she was exposed to four people confirmed positive. The employee health departments of both the hospitals and I work at advised me because her case was not confirmed, even though we have been infrastructured, instructed, excuse me, to report every exposure. I told them I would not go past it. They basically treated exposure, even though she had all the classic symptoms. By the way, I did not get it. My kids did not get sick. We did not shy away from her. We did not wear masks around her. We are not vaccinated. We take a buttload of vitamin D and zinc. These people only care if you follow their rules. It's about conformity. Oh, I'd, I'd have to agree. Mm-hmm. I'd have to agree. It's mean, hard not to. And that's a real guy with a real experience. In mean, my experience, most know the mask is a lie, but law or not, most fear being w- the one to push back. They are lemmings. I fear the stamp is carrying us all over the cliff. You see, this is why I, if you guys want to support somebody who's going to push back, I think I got 17,000 impeach MLG petitions in the other room over there. Uh, White House signals new COVID-19 measures coming for people who are not vaccinated. What is that? Uh, concentration camps? <laughs> Oh, you didn't laugh, Dowd? Were you actually thinking that that might actually... Uh, you know, what's going on in Australia? I, it's uh, <clears throat> preview of coming attractions for New Mexico. Um, all right. Well, we, we'll, we'll pick up on that a little bit later. We're going to move on into our 5 o'clock pol- uh, political talk here. Okay, so the attorney who is uh, suing me is a guy by the name of Thomas Grover. Okay, I did not know who that was, but I'm absolutely fascinated 
Oh my gosh, I'm so fascinated with the, with this guy. He's got a rich life, a very rich life. Okay, um, from all accounts, uh, from what I can understand, uh, he is a, a retired police officer. He was a bike cop. He's got a, a, a. They did a story. Yeah, you know, turn on the little ding 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 ding. Move to your left. Move to your right. Um, you know, type of type of deal going on over there. So. Um, in looking at all this stuff, there was a former mayoral candidate, Pete Dinelli. Uh, Pete Dinelli, I don't know. He's he needs spell check. He's got a lot of other issues. Yes, uh, Dowd thinks he's totally crazy. I I would I would agree at this point, even though uh, he was crazy enough to pick me to represent the state of New Mexico to go to Boys Nation. Well, so he had a news conference back in the day. Um, this was what back in 2013. Pete Dinelli. Oh my gosh. Uh. And it says Albuquerque mayoral candidate Pete Donnelly challenges incumbent Richard Berry. That's like, that's all it says. It's kind of weird. It's like a news conference and you're like looking at this and you're like, what am I really looking at? And it's talking about the death of Mary Hahn. And and I'm looking at this and I'm saying to myself, okay, well, I guess we're going to open this can of worms all over again because the very guy who's suing me is a guy who spoke up on the stage with Pete Donnelly. And I'm going to play it for you so you can hear this uh, once again for those who might have missed it during our third hour yesterday and just let's just kind of get into this he's got a he's got a cool bead like kind of surfer necklace totally cool so apparently he was best friends with mary Hahn or something interesting message from somebody um earlier today that was anonymous so i'm gonna read this and i read this and i said oh my gosh this is really something because this particular person uh, a female, uh, obviously, sent me this text message, and I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Let's take a look at this. And it says, "I see, this is the great thing about radio. When you put stuff out there, it's like boomerang, right? That's what happens to you all the time, right? Yeah, it's like, you put stuff out there, it's like, and all of a sudden, you just catch the boomerang. And it says... Uh, and I've never received a text message from this area code, which is this person doesn't want to be discovered. So this was this, that kind of sucks for me, though. Uh, but it's a listener. So that's cool. I have had the displeasure of knowing Tom Grover on what I thought would be a professional level. So I'm assuming this would be like a client or something. The professional relationship quickly turned into continued unwanted sexual advances. All while he wears a gold wedding band with a picture of his wife and five children carefully placed on his desk. The man has no morals or respect for anyone, not even his own family. But then again, this is the same person that admittedly was having an affair with Mary Hahn for five years prior to her death. He bare no shame for using his position, whether it was as a police officer or now an attorney, to take advantage of women. I can't thank you enough for exposing him for the narcissist that he is. I can only hope that other women in the same position with him have the courage to walk away and speak up. So I I don't know what the relationship was there, but obviously it was was a sexual one. And if it was a professional one, maybe they're both police officers or uh, if this happened to be a client of him because he's also an attorney, that could be coercion. That could be literally, that could be rape by the way, just so you know, that's the way that that, that works in the law, you know, so to speak. You got someone 
person, and, you know, that type of person can get themselves in a situation and they're bound to them, right? That person has power. It's attorney client privilege. You're not allowed to say anything and whatever you say to me sticks with me. And then it turns in this coercive type of manipulative environment. And if that's what was happening, which I don't know, then, you know, there you go. Bob's your uncle and you've got yourself some, some real problems. Okay. So obviously this particular person, uh, Dowd heard the part about Mary Han yesterday. Because now we're hearing about an affair with Mary Hahn for five years. And the other thing we find, found out about Thomas Grover is he also, he also, and by the way, we also corroborated this, uh, this information on a website called Eye of Albuquerque, whatever the hell that is, which is also published on there. Somebody went on there and, you know, put all that information on there. It says he had a five-year affair with, I, mean, I didn't even know this was like public knowledge, but now that's in the public sphere. There you go. So this is the attorney who's suing me um, on behalf of a woman who already hates me. She's the feature of uh, the uh, great website called IHateEddieEricon.com. <laughs> so this is Thomas Grover uh, back on September 6th, I guess, 2013. I wasn't there. Are only 112 views buried under the uh, rubble of all this. Uh, we'll We'll take a listen to... What do you have to say at the news conference? Use your authority like they did that day to dock, take pictures, steal items, or to regular cops out of the city and make such a mess that a tragedy becomes an atrocity. Cops, I don't leave good people and friends behind. Since November 18, I have never left Mary on behind me. I support and embrace the state attorney general and his findings as report. I support grand jury style investigation into the actions and conduct. Me too. Brass, city executives, hmm. the days, the days following yes. the murder. All of it. So many people who are supposed to be the leaders of the and the city stole the truth of what happened on November yes, 18th. The truth. Those responsible for the gruesome misconduct and interference been a homicide investigation. Yes, not held accountable I agree. Those that leave the department are telling the person or persons responsible that, that they indeed can get away with murder. The time has Ooh. come for this grand jury needs to be convened. Yes, it does. And the time has come to get married. Let's do it. Let's do it, Mr. Thomas. Robert, you, you and me. You, did at the home? you know, that's my statement. I'm not going to take individual questions. I'd like to just let my stand there and that what I've said is fully documented. He moves his, uh, uh, dad, we talked about this, uh, before, you know, I mean, and, and, you know, I love that scene on true romance where he walks in, you know, when he said he walks in, he talks to Dennis, uh, <laughs> Dennis Hopper. He's sitting there. He wants another Chesterfield. He basically is talking about pantomiming. And so here we are, we're sitting here and we're listening to this and I can't help but just like notice that the first question that comes out is by a reporter by the name of Jeff Proctor. Um, not my favorite guy, um, but never got to the bottom. I also wrote an article on something to the effect, and I'll be happy to go ahead and post it, back in the Albuquerque Journal in 2013, that Mary Hahn maybe didn't kill herself. Okay. Now, the questionable thing that comes in in the midst of all this, and it should be it should be stated and should be talked about, so maybe we could just put this away. So maybe they could finally rule. Like, her life meant something 
to the people who were victims. And she was attacking a lot of people on the police department. Tom Grover is a police officer. Okay, so we know that. And now he's turned an attorney and kind of flipped out of, of that whole thing. And, you know, the, the timelines are kind of all, you know, at about the same time. And so uh, Tom Grover in this gets a, uh, a question directly. Like Jeff Proctor didn't hesitate and ask the question. Time has come for this grand jury needs to be convened and the time has come to get married. Mr. Grover, can you tell us what you did at the home? You know, that's my statement. I'm not going to take individual questions. I'd like to just let my stand there. And that, what I've said is fully documented in court and in previous encounters with the media. What I've said is fully documented in court and in previous encounters with the media. What I've said is fully documented in court and in previous encounters with the media. Except it's not. He did go on in New Mexico. In He did go on. So Thomas was on that particular uh, show where he talked about that. And, and in discussing what he did, um, he was essentially like the third party there. And he rolled up in a car with somebody else, and he immediately went in and helped secure the site for his best friend or lover of five years or whatever. I don't know. Whatever people are putting out there, that's the information that's out there. And, no, he was never questioned in any of this stuff. To my knowledge that we can find any of the information on it. So, you know, I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, this is very interesting. And why are we having to have a conversation about this very same guy as I'm like looking into his past? He's digging into me. I'm going to dig into you. You've got the courts. We've got the media. Let's discuss what happened. Let's have some more information out to the public because it's, a, it's important for the people to know because we did don't know what exactly in all this. We just know that. He was very, very close to the Han family, okay? specifically Mary Han, and was the last person of note to see her alive, was supposed to meet her the very next day. No, I'm not insinuating anything. You can go ahead and make whatever extrapolations you, you choose to do, but they would probably be erroneous without actually having factual information. These are the things that are known. These are the things that we can actually substantiate. Now, what's, what's really interesting... Furthermore, in all of this gathering of this information, is he has uh, a friend, okay, that he did some some work with, I, I guess I should say. Uh, it is uh, interesting video that is about 28 minutes long, and I can't for the life of me even whoa, sorry about that, even pretend to understand why someone would want to go make a video on the police cover-up of Mary Hahn. Now, you can find this on YouTube. It's right out there. It says, time out, hashtag, uh, colon, police cover-up of Mary Hahn death. And there's just numerous, numerous places where Thomas Grover has, has sued, right, and uh, uh, the Albuquerque Police Department going after all this stuff. And it just looks like this, in, in this, this giant mess that doesn't stop. Now, I want you to listen to the open of this, because this is the person who's supposed to be for the police, who's advocating for Manny Gonzalez, who him and the rest of his people, he also represents the very same group, the FOP that was on the staffs talking about, you know, Tim Keller, you got something coming. Okay. Now take a listen to, to this open. This is in uh, your neck of the woods, Dowd, Connecticut, where they do this radio show. And he does it with one of his former clients. I don't know if it's a radio show or a television show or what it is, but they're talking about corruption, in the Albuquerque police department and 541 people viewed this. And I'm not even sure why it's even out there. 
Well, take a listen. We have uh, two former p police officers that were members of the Albuquerque Police Department. Now, you may be asking yourself if you're watching this here in Connecticut or whatever, hey, why is that so important to me living here, you know, thousands of miles away? Because when you get this kind of corruption that's going on, and the corruption that's in this department is legendary. And what we see going on in states like Nevada and in New Mexico, unfortunately, it's like a cancer and it spreads. It has to be exposed because that that exposure is what kills that cancer. Shedding that light on that is what's so important. That's why we're here today, so that you can know what's going on around in your country. And for those of you that are watching around the country, it's important that you know about this and know what's going on. I'm Kevin Gallagher. Yes, Thanks sir. for watching my show. We are here Friday nights, 8.30 p.m., and Monday mornings at 11 a.m. You can also watch the show on YouTube. You can what go to a Time strange out, schedule. That's such a strange schedule. Friday nights and Monday mornings. <coughs> Excuse me. And what you can do is um, watch 17 years worth of TV shows you know there things. on YouTube. Yeah, also, no. there's a radio version of this show. Please know. And that goes out every Tuesday evening. 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., a full two hours, kind of like an expanded version of this show, <laughs> and uh, always great stuff, um, same yes. type of subject matter, so make sure you can check that now. Oh, so good. All right, so uh, this went on Civic 6 or 7 Radio Network, supposedly. Uh, May 23rd, 2014, let's get into it, the setups and uh, the parties involved in this particular uh Discussion. You're bound to find it. Um, I'm here with John Doyle and Thomas Grover. And um, why don't you guys, starting with Tom, why don't you guys introduce yourselves for the viewers, and we'll uh, go forward from there. Uh, my name is Tom Grover, and I used to be a sergeant with the Albuquerque Police Department. I was with the department for about eight years, and uh, I'm now a uh, attorney practicing law here in Albuquerque and admitted to the New Mexico Bar. Um, okay. I've been a resident here in Albuquerque since 94, but I moved out here from Boston, uh, where I spent pretty much the balance of my life and growing up. So while I'm a, I am a resident, I'm a, I'm, I'm far away from my true home. Okay. Oh, wow. There we go. That's interesting. Right, Dowd, Dowd, are you far away from your true home? Do you oftentimes say that? Anyway, do we have Dowd on? Oh, I, sh I muted Dowd. Poor Dowd. Uh, I guess, Eddie, I guess it's tough to be a silver-haired ponytail guy from the Northeast yeah. if you don't have any hair. <laughs> There you go. Okay. Right. And uh, and John, can you uh, give us your background? Yes, sir. Good afternoon. Uh, my name is John Doyle. I'm a former uh, retired uh, Philadelphia police officer, uh, born and raised in Ooh. Philadelphia. Really? Uh, relocated really? out here to take employment with the Albuquerque Police Department. Worked right. there for about two and a half years. Wow. Now, hmm. John, let me stay with you for a moment, um, and we'll touch briefly because the Albuquerque Police Department, I mean, here in Connecticut, I've heard about some of the antics, to, to put it lightly, some of the antics and some of the things that have gone on. You can go on to YouTube, for example, and you can see the murder of a homeless man um, who's doing nothing but... Remember, these are both Albuquerque Police Department officers. And they're going right for Boyd, right from the very beginning. This whole thing is just... It, like, this is made for TV. This is made for TV drama is what this stuff is camping I guess in the park and you can watch this whole thing unfold they they shoot him with beanbag guns which can actually kill a guy if it's done properly or in probably however you want to look at it and then he's not resisting he's turning around he's getting his stuff to pick it up and they shoot him in the back they shoot him in the back and and to make matters worse after they're they're done 
you know, killing this guy. These guys are, are. Hey, yo, after they're done killing the guy, you know, yo, I mean, listen to this. Very, very, very nonchalantly stuff out. Okay. You Let's know, continue. All, all horrific. And hey, you know, look what we did. Uh, and they're like, you know, holding a trophy. It was, it's absolutely disgusting. And to make matters even worse, the hierarchy of that department isn't even going to prosecute these guys. So this is this is the type of stuff that we're dealing with. Is this some of the reasons why you guys are no longer in that department? <clears throat> yes, yes, that's, that's exactly why I, wow. I was. Uh, I was way to stick right next to your brothers, right, Doubt? I mean, that's yeah. just, just being right there for your your local APD. Here we are on this hidden video created all the way across the country, and it looks as if the Albuquerque Police Department is the bad guys. And how would they know of? There's a couple of uh, APD, uh, former APD guys that are on there talking about about Albuquerque Police Department halfway across the country about police cover up of the Mary Honda. I was terminated uh, unlawfully under a um, use of force investigation where I was initially cleared. That was prior to the Department of Justice announcing they were going to come into the Albuquerque Police Department. Uh, it was also during a time where um, former police chief um, Ray Schultz was in the midst of uh, contracts with the uh, Taser. Uh, right. This, this, and that's this is a whole other story, you know. Yeah. Um, involving this, where he took employment while he was with APD after uh, greasing, the, uh, the, you know, a contract wow. which, in his own words, greasing the contract. Serious accusation. Wow, that's pretty heavy, heavy level. Hopefully, uh, you know, come back to bite anybody. He used the word greased. Uh, greased contract. Yes, sir. Oh, this guy loves this stuff. This guy is straight. This guy is straight from the neighborhood. Uh, well, you're probably a neighborhood on the uh, south side over there. Uh, <laughs> uh, doubt. He, he loved that stuff. He uh, loves that drama. It, it was uh, th those uh, emails were obtained um, after the contract was signed um, uh, through a request uh, from Channel 13 out here, where Ray Schultz said to Taser uh, representatives uh, when they were asking about what they should do in reference to moving forward with uh, a possible contract. Um, with the city of Albuquerque, he said it has already the deal has already been greased, huh. and uh, you know um, we all know what that means. Yeah, we know what that means. Yeah, we know what that exactly. means. So you yeah. know, when, when if there's a bigger picture here, the DOJ comes in under use of force and civil rights violations. Uh, my case, <clears throat> when when it is transpired, um, the individual that we arrested was a wanted murderer who was trying to gain access into a a, a populated uh, hotel. Um, we knew this. Oh, I knew this actually. My partner did not know who he was tangling with when he was uh -huh. playing with this guy. Um, we were cleared by our commander after an investigation. Uh, subsequently, another investigation was opened up, and uh, Ray, Ray, uh, former Chief Ray Schultz and his uh, his underling um, Paul Feist uh, were both involved in this, where they uh, called for a second investigation into uh, my use of force. Um, they hid and omitted. Um, pertinent facts in that investigation downplayed the dangerous um, aspect capabilities yeah. of the suspect, and uh, and then you know pretty much framed the investigation with a predetermined outcome uh, to, oh. to terminate myself and my partner. A setup. Who who would think that way? Doubt. Who would think <laughs> a, a setup? Boy, that was very convoluted. A lot of stuff in there. A lot of a lot of uh, you know highbrow thinking right there. Let's. Let's wrap it up, and then we'll give you the link where you My can go. My partner was actually to um, told by IA investigators to change his story and threatened with it. Wow. So wait a minute. If you were can you come out and actually say any of these things honestly? 
I mean, this is buried somewhere in the deep uh, corners of the Internet and making these serious accusations against uh, the your former employer, the Albuquerque Police Department. And so, you know, I guess where there's smoke, there's fire. We start looking into, you know, John Doyle and we um, find out that John is represented by Tom Thomas Grover, who apparently is uh, very close with him. And so we look at this and we say to ourselves, OK, so Thomas Grover represented John Doyle, and they're here talking about the cover-up of the Mary Hahn death 3,000 miles away. Why would you go out and go talk about all of that kind of stuff? And, well, let's uh, fast forward just a little bit. Take a listen to uh, more of this. It's treated process as a suspicious death. You, know, right. you don't go flooding the scene with officers, and you certainly wouldn't expect to see lieutenants, chiefs, uh, I'm sorry, deputy chiefs, right. captains there um, coming in. And, you know, we've all been at scenes where, you know, you have sort of like this gawking or onlooking factor, but, you know, you don't, you don't, uh, it doesn't get flooded and then they don't restrict action. Right, right. And that's what happened. And, you know, something else that has slowly come out is that, you know, she had two diamond rings that um, went missing that her family have not been able to account for from that day. Well, I wonder who has those rings. That's what I'm kind of interested in. Who has the rings, the stolen property? You know, these are all like types of questions that we'd like to sort of find out. So let me connect a couple of other, you know, dots loosely. And you're welcome to go ahead and uh, chime in. Uh, any the, the phone lines are open. They're unscreened. Uh, anybody who uh, has any more information, welcome to go ahead and take your calls uh, directly at, you know, 550-5500. Uh, how APD botched a number of different things. And then this was it. And, you know, the Albuquerque police department flooded the scene. You know, Thomas Grover was the third person there. You know, there's a very, a very close relationship between, uh, you know, those two. And then you go, and you look at, you know, John Doyle and you look at, you know, what happened in his fight against the Albuquerque uh, police department and he lost his job. That's all I'm asking you to do is just look up this information. You can follow a couple of Twitter accounts, which have brought all of this stuff directly to my attention here, because we're just starting to find out who some of these people who are involved. Now, did a little bit more background research and, and information that comes forth on, on Tom Grover. And as I indicated to you guys yesterday, as we're, as we're talking about uh, Thomas Grover, let me pull up this uh, little Oh, file uh, here. There goes to two years after the death of Mary Hahn, and we've already read the uh, salacious text that I've got from apparently someone who who knew uh, you know Thomas Grover. Let me uh, pull this one up. Very interesting. Is an Albuquerque Police Department report dated two three of twenty twelve, and it says uh, former employee of the city of Albuquerque. Tom Grover was found to be in a secured city storage unit without permission. It was a former bike cop. You should have access to that, I suppose. According to him, it says, on the listed date, myself and Officer A. Jaramillo were at the Hyatt downtown. This was uh, fill, uh, filled out by Ruben Valdez. We're at the Hyatt downtown where the city is allowed to use a storage room to store city-issued bicycles. Approximately 14, 30 hours, I locked a storage room to put our bicycles away for the end of shift. Upon opening the door, I observed the lights were off. However, there was a candle lit on the desk. I turned on the light and observed an unidentified Asian female sitting on a chair. A former employee of the Albuquerque Police Department, Tom Grover, was also in the room. 
Tom exited the room and stated he used to be a bike unit cop, and he still had permission from Officer Elric to access the room. He advised he needed to leave, and he complied without incident at that time. Officer left the area and advised Sergeant via telephone of the incident. So, very interesting. Uh, somebody's uh, really championing John Doyle here, and that's fine. I mean, I don't know the man from Adam, and uh, really, I, I don't care. More information as, you know, we continue to, we're exposing, getting attacked, you know, taking it all in. And then we find out more information about, well, we want to know a little bit about uh, this particular attorney's practice. What does he do? What kind of things does he, you know, what kind of specialty, right? Is that what we talk about, Dow? They have specialties. Right? Area of practice. Area. Pr thank you, Dow. I appreciate that. Yes. Then you go into the, this is uh, 20, this is filed 12-4-2020 at 5.24 p.m. As the state of New Mexico County of Bernalillo 2nd Judicial District Court, Shandell Chavez versus Thomas Grover and Grover Law, LLC. Says, uh, comes now, plaintiff Shandell Chavez, by and through her attorneys of record, uh, biggest law firm that I can think of in town, or I should say the most reputable. I mean, the biggest law firms on top of the uh, Hyatt uh, still. And uh, the other one in, in the KKOB building, Friedman, Boyd, Hollander, Goldberg, Urias, uh, etc., brings the complaint against the above-named defendants and alleges the following. And it puts it all out there in black and white. Jurisdiction and venue uh, talks about Bernalillo County, all this. And here's the summary. The case arises from defendant Grover's failure to reasonably communicate with plaintiff about the consequences of withdrawing her retirement savings from a state pension account. Public Employee Retirement Association. Para in order to pay his legal fees for representation, telling that person to pay their fees by you draining your retirement account. For representation and administrative appeal against the city of Albuquerque. The New Mexico rules of professional conduct state, quote unquote, a lawyer shall explain a matter to the extent reasonably necessary to permit the client to make informed decisions regarding the quote unquote representation. Now, mind you, everything that I presented so far, complete and total public record, by the way. The rules also provide that a lawyer shall reasonably consult with a client about the means by which the client's objectives are to be accomplished. Here, defendant Grover provided advice that caused plaintiff to believe that she could withdraw her retirement funds to pay him and then recover the full amount of the retirement funds plus taxes and penalties as damages in the administrative appeal. Well, can you do that? Uh, I guess you can. That's the advice, I suppose. Defendant Grover had ample notice intended to withdraw funds to pay him for his legal services. Plaintiff also placed defendant Grover on notice that she expected that defendant Grover could recover his damage, the funds that she had withdrawn from her own state pension account. It's just put it back in. It's just going to show up. Plus taxes and penalties in the administrative appeal. Okay. Yeah. Just file the appeal and the money just magically resurfaces. Okay. I guess that that's the, that's the whole thing. Let's see if we can uh, bring some more to this. There we go. We'll go to page three. Now. Defendant Grover breached his duty to inform plaintiff of the adverse consequences associated with withdrawing the funds in her state retirement account and the unlikelihood that the plaintiff would recover his damages, the reimbursement of the funds that she withdrew, plus taxes and penalties. Plaintiff was not able to make an informed decision, that's called an informed consent properly, concerning the withdrawal of the retirement funds. Defendant Grover unilaterally terminated, after he got the money, the representation agreement with the plaintiff on January 9th, 2017. Defendant Grover had a duty to advise the plaintiff of legal issues uh, concerning the withdrawal of her retirement funds during the course of representation and in communication surrounding his termination of the agreement. 
Fennec Grover had a conflict of interest concerning legal advice related to his retirement funds because the plaintiff intended to use those funds to pay for his own legal services and his malpractice caused the plaintiff to move forward with the withdrawal of those funds. Even after the termination of the agreement, the plaintiff believed that she could recover the damages, the total amount of funds she withdrew, plus taxes and penalties, Bob Geronkel and the dangers in the litigation of the city because defendant Grover never disabused her of that belief. So as a result, his negligence, misrepresentation, plaintiff suffered serious financial damage, not to mention the loss of all that money, including the loss of 12 years of credit towards the state retirement and potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars of lost retirement, plus incurring associated taxes and penalties. You know what I need you to do, Dowd? I need you to go ahead and empty out your retirement account. I'm going to represent <laughs> you in court, and things are going to be just fine. Just oh, give me your routing number. Thanks for the number. Thanks for the number, and then I'm going to go ahead and terminate. Now, that's the allegations. That's the court proceeding. That is, uh, that, that's out there. That will be all tried in 2020. Now, I don't know how to wrap this or all here for you publicly, but I certainly do understand what is going on here. It's very evident to me, and, you know, Tom Grover thought at some point he was going to be with Tim, Tim Keller, just like Manny Gonzalez. I think he may have thought he was going to be chief of police or something. These are all people who were supporting Tim Keller, and suddenly they've got a big beef with Tim Keller, and that they do, to be quite honest. I think this is all part of the same corruption on the same side of the aisle on the left. This is all they're doing. And you guys are trying to but there's bad actors all around us. They're, they're in the midst of us all the time, folks. And if you guys don't fight back against these guys, if you, you know, what's interesting, like I said yesterday, he calls himself the anti-bully. If you're going to your, let yourself get bullied and pushed around by people like this, then you don't deserve the job of mayor or city manager for the city of Albuquerque. This is the corruption that exists and continues to exist. The gaslighting the manipulation, all of this information is out there. We need to uncover what happened to Victoria Martins. We need to uncover what happened to Mary Hahn. We need to uncover. Because if we don't get to the bottom of what is happening here, the city will continue to denigrate into what it's always has become. This city is run, in my opinion, by a very large mafia that has been controlling this city and state for decades. You can't tell the left from the right. You can't tell really who's in power for most of you out there. I can. I know exactly. I know to the T who it is, what they're doing. There's so much information that comes into the Kiva. In uh, six days, I'm told that there will be finally the Epstein Ranch, which is now for sale, which in some weird concocted way, relates to all of everything that I've been talking about, not just over the last year, but really for the last week. Believe it or not, there's this deep, dark, festering rottenness. And trust me when I tell you, these people want to hurt me. These people want me dead. These people want to murder me. Period. Not the aforementioned that I've been talking. I'm talking about in general. They want to get rid of the goodness and there's so many people out there that are protecting me. There's so many people out there that are looking out for me and for you that want to make this city a better place. We love this. This is our home. 
This might not be Tom Grover's home or whatever uh, carpet baggers coming in, Mark Ronchetti or whoever it happens to be. Okay. They want to turn this place as own. You guys need to get back to believing that we are a great state. We were established even before this country. Why do we have some such rotten, ridiculous corruption in this country? Who's going to fight it? Who's going to stand up against it? Do you think Tim Keller sitting in that room getting bullied by Black Lives Matter is going to stand up against this corruption? They're going to threaten him one time and he's going to fold like a cheap suit. What I'm telling you is large. It's huge. It's got a tremendous gravity. You want to know why you live in a crappy city? Why you only have one person in the gang unit? Why our Albuquerque Police Department can't come together? And by the way, there's a lot of good cops out there, but there's also some very bad ones. Okay? We know that. Has, has Tim Keller stood up against the Department of Justice? Has Tim Keller stood up and said, hey, here's what we're going to do to go ahead and clean things up here in the city of Albuquerque? No, he's a, he's a good time guy. He's there for the good times, out partying, hanging out the soccer team stuff. You know, metal doing mayor. Yeah, metal mayor, all, all that kind of stuff. But who's going to do the hard work to clean up the city? And I'm not going to be able to get it done in one term. Okay, and I'm not looking for a second or much less anything. But I am putting the information out there and the information that you need to know. We've been doing it on every single front since day one. Impeach MLG, fighting back against the lockdowns, fighting back against... Uh, uh, Jeffrey Epstein so we could raid Zorro Ranch. Did the Attorney General look into that stuff? You know, all these guys are just kind of figuring out a way to kind of get together. And kind of interesting now that the scanners aren't on, right? Isn't it kind of interesting that the scanners aren't working? You know, bad things can happen to good people. I'm telling you right now, folks, you guys need to fight with me. This is it. You have nothing left because this state is literally tanking towards the bottom at an accelerated pace. We are going to become the Wattis of the United States. And I don't believe that in a good way. Wattis was the murder capital of the world, I believe, what, 2015 through 2017? I think something along those lines. In terms of the level of corruption, the actual police weren't even, they were so scared of the cartels. They were so embedded with the cartels and the corruption. We have some of our most prominent police officers People that you know, that's the sheriff, former sheriff. The, the sheriff is the, one of the biggest drug dealers here in the city of Albuquerque now. That would be Darren White, who resigned his position under suspicious circumstances. Please, Eddie, stop talking right now. Eddie, whatever you're doing, whatever you're saying, we're going to shut Eddie up. We're going to shut him up. We're not going to let his name be heard. We don't want anybody to know about him because he knows everything that needs to be dealt with here in this city. We are going to shut Eddie down. That That's their M.O. day after day is to shut me down. They do it on all the media stations. They do everything they possibly can to try and shut this place down. Okay? They took out my radio tower. They've done everything we can. And all I do is care about the city. I'm not getting rich running a radio station. I live in the radio station. I don't know how many times you guys want to go ahead and say any of that kind of stuff. But I'm sick and tired of living in a place that's run by corrupt you-know-whats like we see here, and I'm tired of getting attacked by them as well, unnecessarily. If they want to go back to their true hometowns, we'll send them packing. It's that simple. I hope you're mad. I hope you're angry. I hope when you hear this filth, you're like, I didn't even know this. Like I tell people, 
stuff like this all the time. Oh, that can't be true. I've never heard. I know that person. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. I know that. Really? But they'll convince you without even knowing me about what a terrible individual I am. What a horrible man I am, right? Oh, he's been, you know, marriages and he lives in his office and he's, you know, he's crazy and he explodes on people. When do I explode on people? You, you actually understand my temperament, what I care about? I got on the phone today with, with somebody who used to hate me. She's, she's running for a great position and she's like, oh, well, you're not such a bad person after all. Well, that's fine because that's our first, that's our first conversation. <laughs> Stop the character assassinations. There's actual proof out there. It's written. You know what was really telling, and I'm really sad because I had a lot of admiration for him, was something that I, uh, and I'll have to go back and, and find it somewhere, is just realize how all these people are, are kind of connected to one another. And it just, it, it made me sad because, and it, and it kind of comes full circle in, in all of this, because as I'm looking at some of the files and the things that have been, been shared with me, and I find that Chris Ramirez was the former uh, communications director, comms director. And I'll read that after I uh, do a quick weather and traffic break and check in with that. Uh, and, and it's directly connected to all of this story. And I'm told by and large that despite the fact that there's no determined cause of death in the death of Mary Hahn, that those stories are put down time and time and time again, that they aren't allowed to see the light of day. They want you to know. They don't want you to know the truth. You need to understand that there's people who don't want you to understand where the power is in the city. We're going to help them find it during this campaign and hopefully a lot further on. I'm not going to stop talking. You can go after me, however, that you, that you choose to do it. I don't think you'll like that very much. Okay? That's not a threat. I'm just, I just don't think it'll be comfortable for either of you for me. If you want the good things in the city, go after the good things. Try to do something right for once. You know, don't take people's retirement money. Don't represent total jackasses and people who are politically motivated that you don't know anything about. Then you won't get yourself into these situations. It's really that simple. That's just me. It's just straight up from me directly to you guys. Let's focus on the issues. Let's focus on crime. Let's focus on commerce, right? Building business. Let's focus on the city and running it right, right? Let's, let's get rid of these COVID lockdowns, right? I think these are all really important things. Get rid of COVID. How do we, how do we do that? Well, obviously based upon the information that we've been sharing and that we've been sharing from Dr. X, it's not lockdowns that are going to get us there. That certainly isn't. You got to change the culture. We have a culture of corruption here in this this state and a culture of dependency. I, for one, am sick of it. I hope you'll join me. Fightfor505.com. That's fightfor505.com. I'll be happy to go ahead and share equal time here on this radio station. Anybody can say whatever they want about me. Uh, but that's uh, either Tim Keller or Manny Gonzalez when they want to come in and talk about the things that they want to come and talk about. And you are afforded equal time. Free of charge. You want to get make your case to the people of Albuquerque and to our audience here in the Kiva? We welcome it. People want to hear from you. They want to know why we only have one debate so far and we're 54 days out. We should have had 10 bait, debate, debates by now. In most real campaigns, that's what you'd have. That you have people fighting over your money, the public money that's out there. Oh, can I have the free money? Can I have the, the public money that's out there? Apparently one gets yes every single time, Tim Keller, and the others, no, right? Not unfairness. I mean, the guy literally created fraud. 
That's uh, that would be Sheriff Manny. So you have to think about these things. Okay. Our city is too important to just go ahead and, you know, play petty politics and, you know, uh, who of our buddies is in power and all that. I'm not your buddy. I'm nobody's buddy. Not even if you think you're my best buddy, I'm not your buddy. Period. We've got a city to clean up. I hope you do it with me. I'd like to see you tomorrow, 4 p.m. Show up uh, tomorrow and make sure that you sign up. Uh, the only people who will receive any of that stuff uh, means hat, shirts, are going to be people who are going to be walking out with purpose and passion for the city. They're going to walk the city and they're going to be carrying our campaign name with there. And it's going to say fight for 505. And we're going to go block by block. And we're going to let people know that we are here and we're here to change things for good. We're going to get rid of the corruption. We're going to root out the corruption entirely in this city. It's going to take a generation or two. There's no doubt about it. But if you keep fighting and you don't stop fighting, you don't just say capitulate to every single time these guys bully and throw you around, okay, then we're going to be just fine. There's lots of smart people here. Lots of people come here. They want to be in the city. We don't want people to come to the city and all of a sudden say, oh, you know what? I really like Albuquerque to visit. But once I lived here, I really started. Like, uh, that grates me. Why are we not a million people? Why are we not two million people at this point? How come we don't have more and more people who are wanting to move to the city of Albuquerque? So the greatest city, in my opinion, in the country, food, culture, weather, my gosh, the entire state. How many times have you gone somewhere and you're like, oh, uh, you're from Albuquerque, you've been to Albuquerque. You can't wait to talk to people about Albuquerque. It's like you're infected. You love it. You're talking about Albuquerque selling. Oh, you should visit here. Oh, I know this great spot over there. Oh, have you not been there for the balloon fiesta? Oh, we've got great, you know, the state fair. We're not bragging about any of that kind of stuff because these people are forcing us to brag about stuff that 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 no that doesn't have any shine to it anymore. Let's stop bagging. Start bragging. I love to stop bagging. Let's get rid of the corruption. Period. Let's get rid of the bad politicians. You guys elected one presidentially. You made your case to have a, a businessman to, to, to get a, a someone who's never been elected to office, elected to office. And look how that turned out. Really great before they decided to go ahead and, you know, give you the uh, the, the COVID uh, memory loss that you got. Oh, things were terrible during when Donald Trump was in there. And I can't I, I can't figure out you Republicans out there who want to support a candidate who's obviously a Democrat who is on the progressive stage with Tim Keller. Like, that boggles the mind. Literally boggles the mind. And I've been a registered Republican since back in 2006. Think about that for a second. Nobody knows the Democrats better than me. 89 years they've been dominating. You, Democrats don't even want to be Democrats anymore. They, they can't run away from that party fast enough. Oh, my grandfather, my, my, my great-grandfather, my uncle, my dad, my sister. Oh, i, I got to register a Democrat. If I don't register a Democrat, the governor is going to come after me. You literally have people who say this type of crap all the time. Oh, I've got to register a Democrat because they're going to do something to me. Just put that away. Let's brag about this and let's make it a greater. you got to go house by house, door by door, not be afraid to knock. If you open carry and they don't want you on their property, respect their wishes, okay? I understand you have to keep yourself safe when you're out there. Nothing wrong with that. They're coming for those guns, too. They've already come for your free speech. They came for the restaurants. Did you stand up against the restaurant closures, the closures? They're going to come and bully you until they can't bully you anymore, until they bully you into the corner. The corruption on the fourth floor up in, in Santa Fe is mesmerizing. Absolutely mesmerizing. 
the narcissistic personality. This is just not the aforementioned guy that I just talked about. But what about Michelle Lujan Grisham? The greatest characteristic right there. I mean, I say not as I do. Yes. Wants to do as you do, right? Hanging out at the liquor stores and letting the dog crap on the floor at the governor's mansion. What was that car? Uh, what was that carpet cleaning uh, uh, bill? Is something like that down? I mean, it's it pretty. Chunk, yeah. yeah, it was a good chunk of money that was up. So anyway, five for five oh five dot com. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to mix it up, have a good time. Let's check on weather and traffic. Sorry, Rudy. I was Rudy Grande. <laughs> All right, time to put things together. We're going to start with the weather, which is just going to be hot for the next several. But next week, we understand the tide turns, and it's going to cool off a little bit. All right, we've got two major crashes. We're going to call it a rock-solid alert on I-25. First of all, northbound, the first one you're going to come up to is on San Mateo, taking up a couple of lanes, and then up ahead, right as you're trying to get off at Paseo del Norte, another major crash, two lanes taken up with this one. As you know, not the biggest of uh, right shoulders there. So it's just all in all very stubborn all the way back now to Jefferson. And unfortunately, southbound on 25 coming up on Montano. Yet another accident. So you got three accidents on I-25 to deal with. Wall-to-wall traffic both sides of the fence. May want to try frontage roads today, although on the southbound side that looks pretty full. Another accident is going to be on uh, Paseo del Norte westbound right there at the river. It's a minor crash. That's the only good news. The bad news is your bumper to bumper all the way back to second. All right. We just had, by the way, I want to say hi to Tim. He came into Pet Food Gone Wild. He's a big, huge fan of yours, Eddie. And right now we are at Pet Food Gone Wild on Southern, just west of uh, Nicholas. Me and Tim have something in common. We both love Eddie. I tell you what. <laughs> so it sounds like it's a busy road out there, Rudy. I just wanted to touch base for celebrating 10 years next year, Friday and Saturday. Please come on by and see us. The whole team will be here. We'll be doing 15% off your entire purchase both Friday and Saturday. And I want to remind everybody about our grooming club card. If you groom with us more than twice within a 16-week period, we do have a grooming club available. It's after you do your first four grooms, you'll get your fifth room for 20% off. So if you have any questions, call us at Pest Food on Wild at 505-994-0101 and just ask for Sam, the manager. All right. If you'd like to learn more, you can just go to pets.theplaceilike.com. Pet Food Gone Wild in Rio Rancho. We're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. I'm just going to go ahead and play some music. Uh, it's not the rock of talk without music, and I'm just going to do the music. I mean, and if the guys uh, if the guys want to go ahead, uh, see, I'm not supposed to be playing my music or doing any of those type of you know uh, personal things that I want to do. But hey, if these guys want to go ahead and use the radio station and talk about their issues, they are more than welcome to go ahead and, uh, and do so. Uh, remember, seven days. Uh, just uh, give me a list of or the time you want to go ahead and come on. Uh, use that time. I'd love to hear from uh, anybody who loves the city enough. Uh, to uh, run for mayor for the city of Albuquerque and wants to affect a positive change. And I think that that's important. I'm banned from all the other radio stations, as it were. They're saying, and officially, I think we've got uh, someone who recorded uh, that, but we'll hopefully get to that at a later time. we got Murder Mike here in the Kiva. Murder Mike, how are you, sir? I'm well, as well as could be expected, good things that we're blacked out again. And uh, I guess right now, basically, the only news that we're going to get is going to come from City Hall. So uh, they they control the media now. Uh, 
The government yeah, controls the media. That's exactly right. They shut down the scanners. Repeat for everybody who missed it yesterday uh, what they did with these scanners. They scrambled the scanners and they made some ridiculous uh, argument about police officers uh, getting attacked. Right. Uh, yeah, at, at, uh, a little before midnight on Friday morning or Friday evening, Saturday morning, uh, the police went uh, completely black. They encrypted both their entire radio communication system, uh, thus in enabling not a not allowing any of the mainstream media, your, uh, me included, but uh, seven four thirteen the TV stations. Everybody has been blacked out from being able to monitor uh, the, the scanners for breaking news, crime, uh, and or any kind of a police incident. So you know it works both ways. So um, they just went black, and now we 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 have no. No way of finding out what's going on in the city. Uh, we have no way of finding out if there's shootings, if there's stabbings, if there's homicides, if there's armed robberies. Uh, the whole gauntlet that, that we used to report on uh, religiously, Eddie, since uh, for the over what over over a year now, I think we've been we've, we've been reporting breaking news as it's happening. And I was doing it, you know, several years before that, but uh, PD just put a stop to it. So now I have no way of um, reporting what is happening in the Albuquerque area at all. Um, oh, do we have any any report uh, for anything? I mean, we're still at 92 homicides. I think ABQ report had it at 98 homicides, I think is what Dan Klein is reporting. Well, as of Friday, uh, anything that's happened after Friday midnight, uh, nobody knows. Uh, it's, up to the, it's up to City Hall and uh, the Albuquerque Police Department to release that information. So, so they can uh, very very quickly, I'm going to share something. I think what we had Friday night. Uh, see, this was uh, written by ABQ. I can't see the top of it. Uh, downtown and central between Fourth and Eighth Streets appears to have been the scene of a major gun battle with over 80 rounds of fire between unknown individuals. Officers of a private security company, that would be IPS, were in the area of an unrelated post when they heard shots ring out. They told us that they were at the hotel Blue during security. Shots were fired by suspects in a race to dance. Approximately, approximately 50 rounds in just the East Hotel Blue property. Officers saw multiple vehicles struck. Oh. At least one subject was also ran over by the suspects after two separate groups engaged in a firefight. IPS officers assisted in the ensuring there were no further victims. APD abandoned the area and staged at their Roma headquarters. IPS said they assisted one APD sergeant hold lethal cover as they provided him cover, utilizing their IPS unit after zero of the 20-plus APD officers didn't assist the unnamed sergeant. He asked IPS to assist in clearing the parking areas. The suspects returned a total of four separate times in less than a 10-minute period, firing rounds, 20 to 30 more rounds, uh, for a total of over 80 shots fired. APD abandoned the crime scene, uh, leaving dozens of shell casings. Casings from the scene could be identified as 7.62 rifle rounds and 9mm handgun rounds. APD has once again refused our calls and has not replied to our requests for comments. Uh, roughly about the same time as that all happened, if I'm not mistaken, um, we... Uh, so concurrently, the radios were shut down at that time, too. Is that correct? That's right. And uh, as far as, to, to the best of my knowledge, uh, the PIO has not released anything as, about that event to any of the mean city, including me. So nobody, that. if it wasn't for you, Brent, I don't think anybody would have known about it. Okay, so there we go. That's, so, that's, that's what we've got. And we've got Mayor Keller putting a happy face on everything. Um, and uh, we're not getting any good information coming out. We know that 
uh, our police officers are, um, you know, also sitting ducks, uh, based upon what we saw, uh, what a couple of weeks ago over at the, uh, Dutch Brothers. It's actually the Mexican food restaurant that was, uh, next door to that. But not only, uh, sitting ducks, they're not going to engage, uh, when there's lethal fire that's taking place out there. And I, I gotta say, there's been 110 police officers, the latest report that has come out of, of various people who have left the department for various reasons, uh, whether it be, you know, termination or, you know, uh, voluntary retirement to, to get their buyout. Uh, not a good time, uh, I think for, uh, Tim, uh, at all. So I can't wait to get him and, you know, set that, uh, uh, police department, uh, the right way. I think it's important that the uh, leadership understands that we stand behind them, that we'll fight for them, that they, we send them out to do their jobs each and every single day. We provide them the uh, support that they need, uh, both monetarily. I think it's important that they get a considerable more amount of money uh, to do their jobs. Uh, but we all know that wages have gone gone up, and and that's no small thing. Um, but to, you know, you couldn't pay me enough to go out on the street and and to be a police officer. I just, you know, that's not that's At not my bad. point. I wouldn't want to be one. Yeah. I, and you know, every 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 time they budget uh, for the city budget, the police get a very uh, a slight inkling of a raise, but a librarian will get or a city worker and a park worker will get a, these these big fat raises. Yet our police department is getting hardly anything. Well, they're giving away the money within the department with hiring bonuses. And did you notice the moment I started talking? They cease talking about the hiring bonuses anymore. They realize that it wasn't enough to do it because it, it, retention is the key. These people already have, you know, these officers have already have a considerable amount of time invested uh, in the uh, in police department. They want to be there. This is their vocation, but they also want to be paid well for doing it. They want to be respected and treated right. You know, it doesn't help that you have former police officers in the case of John Doyle and and Tom Grover going after the police force and saying, well, we need to go ahead and get a Department of Justice. And it's right there on, on tape. And that's exactly what has absolutely crippled our police department is their inability. And they're the ones who are getting treated like criminals. They're in, their inability to effectively uh, manage uh, crime out on the streets. And, you know, I've got the, the plan to do it. So um, I'm excited uh, about that if we can implement it. So we got to get people behind me in my campaign and what I'm doing. Uh, we'll start that tomorrow. Make sure you show up tomorrow. No show tomorrow there, young man. So uh, show up uh, over okay. there. And we'll, we'll be here with bells on for good. sure. Yeah, we'll get you a hat um, and uh, a shirt and bumper sticker and a sign. And then you can tell your uh, next-door neighbors with their uh, AK-47 or whatever they've got uh, on the hood of their uh, their car. <laughs> Who you voting for? <laughs> so. Yeah. You know, you know what's bad about it is uh, one one other thing is a lot of the neighborhood watches rely on scanners uh, to provide neighborhood they watch. Do. That's correct, uh, and that has also been inhibited. So I mean, well, I haven't talked to Aaron Jones, but I might give him a call and see if uh, he has access uh, to these scanners, and just to ask him. I mean, he's not, we're not going to get access to the scanners, but just to see if yeah, he might, uh, because uh, you know that's an important component. They've been an advertiser for a long time here on our radio show. I think. I think Aaron's been with me for like seven years. He's a great guy. You know, I can call him yeah. anytime and he always picks up the phone. But let me, let me just say this about, um, what they're doing. <laughs> There's a reason why that's like the fastest growing, um, business in the entire city. Uh, Aaron Jones is having to do the job, as you just saw in that report, that the Albuquerque Police uh, Department can't do because they haven't been enabled to do. And Tim Keller's out enjoying himself, having a great time at the soccer stadium while, you know, Stuff like this is happening. We don't know what's actually happening out on our streets now, and uh, we're a lot unsafer for that, Mike. 
Yeah, and I see errant units in some of the worst places in, in Albuquerque. Oh, yeah. And they're there in... And they're armed, and they they're getting uh, they're getting respect. But I mean, you know, the Circle K at San Pedro and Central is a perfect example of an IPS security post. They're there all the time, and I I must before the scanners, of course, I would hear shootings, stabbings, overdoses. I mean, that's one of the worst places in Albuquerque, you know. And uh, they were guarding it, and that's just an example of some of the real real pits that, you know, uh, that the police won't go to and unless they're at least a, a two or three man unit. Yeah. They have rules of engagement now. Um, and I oftentimes refer to that four, four Hill story of when the kids lost their lives and, uh, they spent 20 minutes out there, you know, essentially being forced to do their, uh, DOJ jumping jacks, uh, before they got to engage the IPS officer was there within two minutes. So if I need to know what's going on with crime half the time, you know, I can pick up the phone and call uh, Aaron. Uh, he's always knows what's what's going, uh, whether he's here, whether he's here in the state or not. So stay safe well, they out do there. An job. Yeah, they do. Well, I got something going on okay. in Hills. I don't know okay. what. But right. There's two engine companies, and uh, let's see, two battalion chiefs going on over there. So I have no idea what it is. It's, it's slated as a medical emergency, so it's not a traffic accident, but. Uh, that many ambulance and that many engines and that many rescue units, it's, there's something going on. So well, I couldn't tell you anything more I, I, than I that. I wish we knew what was going on. We'd have to have the scanners for that. So, yeah, we'd have to have the scanners for that. <laughs> oh, I, I laugh because I it's so sad. I, I, I can't tell you how the loss I've taken financially, too, because as you know, I mean, uh, these scanners aren't cheap. Uh, and I've got four or five of them, each ranging from six to $800 a piece plus antennas. So I'm out about five or $6,000 in scanner equipment that all of a sudden overnight became totally useless. Well, no, you just needed my scanner. Equipment. I bought you that uh, scanner. I think it was like, I don't know, 550 bucks or yeah, something. Yeah, that was, that was, that's a fine unit in. That was a seven or $800 scanner. It's totally useless now. It's a piece of good paperwork. Of a state police. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. but uh, I don't know. Anyway, Mike. you know, let's hope the people will let City Hall know that, that they, you know, uh, they they promised that they would keep transparency, keep their promise at least when it comes to radio communications. Let Tim Keller's a liar. Tim Keller and that whole group that's down there running the City of Albuquerque. Tim Keller's a liar, and he knows it. I mean, this this is just total crap. So, you know, he's going to get called out. I can't wait to jump in a debate. So, we'll get there. Thanks, yeah, Mike. That's, that's, Thanks that's for checking good. in. Thank you, Andy. I All appreciate right. it very much. You do a All great right. job, sir. Thank you for All your right. time. Love you, pal. All right. Good stuff. All right. Let's check on weather and traffic. Uh, last time, Rudy Grande. All right. And as we do, we see hot skies. And uh, that's just for the next few days. Things should start to turn into fall a little bit starting next week, we understand. All right, 91 degrees right now at the Rock of Talk, but I will tell you the roads are just, uh, ouch. I-25 northbound, still the accident uh, at Paseo del Norte. That's where you're going to find uh, it's just going to be a tough drive all the way up from about Jefferson to that point on Paseo del Norte westbound. They are clearing that accident off the uh, roadway there. Again, that's Paseo del Norte westbound right past uh, second and before the river. So get ready. It's still going to be slow from 2nd Street, but that's not that's not horrible. You'll get through that one with only about a five-minute delay. And they did clear the accident, I-25 southbound at Montano. At least they moved it over to the right shoulder, though traffic is moving really slow all the way back to San Mateo. 
All right. We are at Pet Food Gone Wild. We have a lot of people come in today for the first time. One is looking at the uh, uh, spa that they have here. They have the self-service dog spa as well as a uh, spa where they will do all the grooming for you. And I got to tell you, this is a place to come for any kind of the organic pet food, for all kinds of great dog treats. And, of course, they also service your cats. Pet Food Gone Wild is on Southern, just west of... Uh, uh, Nicholas, and they're celebrating 10 years next weekend with lots of great specials. All right, with that, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of All right, good job, Rudy. Appreciate you very much. Uh, go make it a great night. Uh, 610 here in the Kiva. we got D-Dad Muska checking in from across town. Uh, we've got uh, new, uh, let's see, does the state fair, are they doing vax checking? Is it the, they're not checking uh, vax over at the, it, Tell me what's going on between the balloon fiesta and, and the state fair, Dowd. Uh, uh, yeah, it what? It's confusing. Well, I believe a couple of days ago we had a story about there's going to be 30 vax cops at the state fair. Uh, just what a way to attract more people to our, our annual uh, event here in the land of enchantment. Quite, quite interesting. I've never even been to the New Mexico State Fair. I, I keep wanting to go and events keeping me away, but I guess now with my lack of so-called vaccination that's going to be uh, a problem but this article really <laughs> this, this was hilarious last night uh krqe ran kind of an a, a apology piece saying hey uh you know there really are going to be events that, that are worth coming to that there really are you don't you don't just want to skip out on this uh, it was kind of a, a desperation piece <laughs> i mean I, I can't really uh the headline was uh, state fair organizers say they've got plenty of entertainment options uh and you you should come out and uh you know it just it just smacked of desperation uh it's, it, to me and they, they wrote uh, they, the organizers still believe this will be one of the best state fairs to date uh even if you've got people following you around trying to take your temperature or look at your vax card uh, i think i'm I'm going to skip this year. Wow. Okay. So they're uh, doing a little bit of damage control there, are we? <laughs> they need to, yeah. Let's uh, browse around uh, just a little bit. Uh, QB Channel 4, there it is. Elected officials call for a new path to citizenship. Uh, boy, the liberal media just can't, uh, can't, can't stop. New Mexico Supreme Court denying Gonzalez's petition for public financing. Uh, FBI announcing new campaign against hate crimes, because that's really right at this point you know, where where things are at, right? Uh, the hate crimes. Our number one problem in New Mexico. Uh, hate right. crimes here, right? It's pretty incredible. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll bring it back. I'm going to uh, bring back uh, Tim Keller uh, getting his butt handed to him by Black Lives Matter for about uh, seven and a half minutes uh, so that way he could go ahead and uh, give some money to... Um, I mean, since we're talking about hate crime, I think we need to show exactly you know, what's going on here. You know, The I Can't Breathe movement uh, here in the city of Albuquerque that... Uh, and I think the New Mexico United is finally ending uh, racism, just like they were ending their losing streak, right? Ooh, okay. Buy a jersey and you end racism, and then uh, concurrently they finally ended their losing streak. I think they had like seven games without a win or something like that. So anyway, uh, yeah, pretty grisly. 613, back and forth. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without a crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating. been operated since 1963. For all your plumbing needs, reaching Bela, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers and hold each of their employees to the high, world, professional, and ethical standards. 
If you need a fix without the crack, call Rodney Plum Heating at 243-970. People from all over come to Albuquerque to visit Old Town's historic candy lady. Whether in the mood for a special treat or looking for that perfect gift, our patrons will find assortments from chocolates, glazed fruit, fudge cakes, hard candies, local New Mexico flavors, and even unexpected treats. Check out the candy lady at candylady.com. This is Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you to help your business. And right now, businesses are in desperate need of cash flow. Many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution. Michael Trujillo has that solution. Host of Your Money Matters, 1130 a.m. on Saturday. Michael, how can you help these businesses get cash flow today? Well, Eddie, all they have to do is pick up the phone, give us a call, and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for. But more importantly, we all also have over a hundred lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide these loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business. Let's help your small business today, folks. If you own a car dealership, commercial real estate, you have a restaurant, how about a funeral home, software development firms, engineering firm, plumbing and heating, you name it, Michael can help you. 856-1171, or you can email him directly, michael at michaeltrujillo.com. That's michael at michaeltrujillo.com. Raw Greens on San Mateo, north of Manal. Come into Raw Greens, all-natural CBD and hemp products for anxiety, stress, sore muscles. Raw Greens topical creams, tinctures, and products. Raw Greens online, cbd.com. Credit needed fixed? At Credit Rescue, Inc., our services have been used by mortgage companies, banks, and auto dealerships to help people who have been turned down for credit. Don't spend the next 7 to 10 years as a victim of high interest. Remember, knowledge is power, and you now have a way to get back your creditworthiness. Bad credit can haunt people for years. Let's rescue your credit at Credit Rescue, Inc. Call me, Mike Ramos, to set up an appointment today at 505-899-1448. That's 899-1448. Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes she owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on Coors, north of Montano, or visit shop.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns, vendors of your freedom is the great communicator on makeusgodlyagain.com. Sometimes we just need to pick me up. Makeusgodlyagain.com. Steady, calm, reliable. Words that don't exactly describe what's going on right now. But at Los Ranchos Gun Shop, that's precisely what you'll see. Fear drives gun and ammo sales, but the staff at Los Ranchos Gun Shop is committed to dependable customer care, understanding your needs, and offering fair prices to help you protect your home, family, and self. Experience Los Ranchos Gun Shop on 4th Street, south of Osuna, or shop online at shop.losranchosguns.com. Maintaining your cutting equipment is essential to the longevity of your tools and the quality of your product. Whether you're a woodworking professional, metalworking professional, hobbyist, or you just need a new edge on your kitchen knives or gardening tools, trust the sharpening experts at Precision Sharpening to help keep your tools in excellent condition. 884-8229. 884-8229. Don't get caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 312-0065. 
Chris Napier here with Loan Depot, the mortgage guy. As you look for the best ways to provide and protect for your family, the structure of your loans is critical. Your mortgage payment and its terms could be behind the curve. Let's ensure that when you're buying or refinancing your home, you have the best total cost. Call me at 505-710-2499 and MLS number 330093. Hi, I'm Walt Arnold with Sperry Van Ness Commercial Real Estate. Are you currently leasing but have always wanted to own a building? Looking to take advantage of all-time historically low interest rates? Call my direct line now at 256-1255 or visit waltarnold.com. In our increasingly busy world, it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax. At Monty's Cigar Shop, we offer everything to help you do just that. There's nothing better than spending time smoking a great premium cigar with family and friends. Monty specializes in artisanal, hand-rolled cigars that make up just 2% of the worldwide cigar market. With over 2,000 different kinds of the absolute best cigars for you to choose from, you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit. Whether you've been smoking cigars for years or you're just starting out, we'll find the right cigar for you. Stop by and see us at 3636 San Mateo in Albuquerque or give us a call at 505-881-7999. That's 505-881-7999. Six nineteen here in the Kiva. We got D Dowd Moscow. We're gonna have some fun here this last uh, twenty five minutes at Tim Keller's expense. Uh, now that we're done with all that public financing mumbo jumbo over there with the uh, the sheriff, we'll uh, wait, Eddie. Wait, 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 hold, wait, hold wait. up one sec. Hold on. Hold, we'll, we'll bring you in. We'll bring you in. Uh, we got to focus now more on the uh, other good stuff that's happening, namely Tim Keller. All the bad things are going to be happening to him during this election. Go ahead, Dowd. No, Manny's not done. He can appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court next. Okay? Oh, okay. Yeah. He's got one shot left. Wow. Uh, whatever you can possibly do for uh, that public. <gasps> Love that public gravy. Okay, so last year, last June was a complete and total catastrophe in so many ways. You know, they decided to start gaslighting a crowd, tore down the statue of Nyate, you know, hundreds of, but two weeks prior to that, we had, uh, you know, Mayor Tim Keller, who was out there precipitating, you know, uh, more of, of this stuff. Uh, I think precipitating a lot of racial injustice that's happening. It's over there. It's over here. So he doesn't want to be mayor. He wants to be like a community leader. Uh, maybe he wants to be the metal mayor or whatever he wants to be. But it's definitely not mayor of the city of Albuquerque, city manager. So he was out there with a, a huge group of people. Um, I don't know. Probably about... 40 or 50 at the event, and then they marched down. I think, uh, I don't know if he was part of that march. Uh, or he certainly was at the uh, starting point of that march. Here's what he had to say. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you can uh, make most of it out. Uh, take a listen to uh, oh, disappointing mayor, Tim Kelly. I want to take everyone first. Everyone who is here now, thank you for being here now. Give yourselves it doesn't even sound like they're trying to break the silence does that sound almost musical like he he i think he do you think before he did it was his pregame was watching a little bit of MLK speeches? Do you think he did that? Doubt? Think, it doesn't quite measure up. <laughs> uh, but I think he was trying to do it in his best way. I think his uh, 
he was trying to go in that direction. Just take a well, listen. Well, I love all the break the silence stuff. That's great. To try and do more, to try and engage, to try and break the silence. <laughs> break the silence. That's better the second time around. Wait, wait, hold on. We got to listen to that again. That's so good. That's so terrible. Listen to that. There's this. He, I think, you know, the speech was written for him. He may have had, you know, a couple of notes right here. Let's, let's, let's go again. Uh, he sounds like more like a third world dictator. I mean, <laughs> he really it sounds like, uh, you know, the, 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 the reason they just took out the, uh, the Haitian president, right? Oh, yeah. He sort of has that kind of melodious uh, up and down. Well, Eddie, for the record, this this is this appears on the YouTube channel of One Albuquerque Media Gov TV. This is an official YouTube channel. Are you serious? For government. And wait a minute, that means that putting on speeches that are basically political speeches. Ah, there we go. That I qualify. amounts to promoting a candidate, right? Yeah, there it is. I think you're right. There it is. Uh, June first uh, or June. Uh, was it May 30th? This is like three days, four days after George Floyd. We've spoken before, has, has done their best to try and make me a better person. And hopefully a better mayor for the city. So I'm going to thank you, Reverend, for this Everyone who's trying to... Thank the reverends, thank the bishops, uh, you know, the Dalai Lama. We got them all here. <laughs> Everyone here. A lot of people here. Never give up on trying to make the city more equitable. And we're going to continue that today and each day after. Now, I want to reflect a little bit on just three words. Three words that unfortunately we heard before in the same context. Three words that we heard again. Three words. I can't breathe. 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 <laughs> These were last words. Okay, so there's uh, Tim Keller, an embarrassment of a mayor, and uh, him talking about uh, reading from a speech. I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. You know, he's uh, addressing the religious crowd. Thank you, everybody, for coming in. Three words that we'll never forget. I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And... There he is, just bashing police, just bashing police right there. Just boom. Automatically, with no verdict, nothing handed out there, and uh, that's what you get. You get a very politically motivated um, mayor. Okay, so let's move on to a gathering that he had officially with Black Lives Matter. Uh, two days after Oñate. No, it wasn't, you know, the Hispanic, uh, you know, generation group coming in, La Gerencia, you know, the Hispanic Cultural Center, people from Santa Fe. No, it wasn't there that uh, Tim Keller had two days after, two days after the toppling of Oñate. You know what he had? He brought in Black Lives Matter. And and this is the way they spoke to, to your mayor. They slapped him around the entire conference room. Just listen to how they speak to him. I think it's just so incredible. Making demands. It's it's uh, it's very sad. Take a listen. Mayors are making change. I'm sorry, sister. Mayors across this country are making change. Hey, uh, uh, brother man over there, Dad, make sure you listen to this, all right? Got that? Changes right now. 
they don't they didn't need a meeting like this. Uh, you know what the, I want to make mayor, my point, Stout? You know what I like to do when you come into the studio? I like to I like to pound the table. <laughs> that always gets a great response out of me. Is it, doesn't it? Is, it? is it better when I like bang the gavel or That's bang right. my fist on there? Let's let's just listen to that a little veiled threat. Yeah, a little. So here we go. Let's let's do this. Listen, you can hear the hand banging against the table. Listen. Mayors are making change. I'm sorry, sister. Mayors across this country are making changes right now. They don't. They didn't need a meeting like this. Uh, the the mayor in L.A. took 150 million from his police department. The city council in Minneapolis uh, is is saying that you know what? Even though the mayor didn't agree to it, the city council went ahead and said because they're veto city council, uh, they don't need the mayor's permission to go ahead and defund the police department. What we're asking for is what is the city? What are you willing to do after this meeting? If you need to. You feel it again? It's like an earthquake. After this meeting, defund the police. We want to go looting, right? We want you to put scooters out. We're going to go scooting and looting. It's, is that a reality? I mean, why else were you? Why else are you asking for this? Yeah. One guy dies in Minneapolis. You make a you know, seven funerals, carting around the whole entire you know country, full of full of funerals everywhere. I think we watched it. I think the the whole entire uh, country stood in silence. As we're all having to listen to uh, all the communist radio station, a change is going to come. They were playing. They're playing. A change is going to come. And we in the middle of the pandemic, no less. And you got this guy pounding his fist. By the way, these people are maskless. They're in violation of some sort of MLG health code at the time. Uh, you know, and I do not think that based upon this, they had their social distancing. They're entering a city of Albuquerque event, and they're showing their faces. This is this is. I mean, what what doesn't this violate at this point? Let's go. You go home and pray about it, and then wake up in the morning and and do what you need to do. But what what bold action are you yeah. willing to talk to your Dalai Lama, uh, Bishop uh, Tim? Talk to uh, I don't know. This is out there, Reverend. All of them. I don't care what you need to do. Just give us our money. Because with all due respect, we don't need y'all to have a staff meeting, okay? And for this, okay, to have to explain. Uh, uh, civil rights to the mayor. You just as a human being. I want them to explain civil rights to me when I'm the mayor. I want you to walk into my office when I'm the mayor and I want you to walk in and talk to me like that and I want you to start banging your fist and pounding your finger and talking like that to me. I, I really want you to do that. I, come on, BLM. Uh, come on, we'll come in for a little, you know, I'll, I'll even set the catering. We'll, we'll, we'll set the catering for you to come in, make sure that everyone's eating well, right? What are you willing to do to say, you know what, um, I can't give reparations for the entire nation, okay? And I can't monetarily probably give reparations for all that black people in Albuquerque. But this is my bold statement. This is what I'm doing to make reparations 14. in some small way. Small way. To the black African Americans in the city of Albuquerque. What is Albuquerque willing to do? Can we be the third major city to defund something, to come up with some kind of major form of legislation that – Inherently benefits black people only. That inherently benefits black people only. Wow. I don't even know. I don't even know what to make of any of that. Wow. How do you think that'd go over in, in my conference room in the mayor's office? Kind of trying to figure this out. Hmm. Wonder what Tim Keller's going to say. We'll continue. I think that would get our vote. And those that would get our vote. You can buy our vote. <laughs> That's what it's all about. <laughs> Buy our votes, Jim Keller. <laughs> Black people, one million 
dollars and you get you can be a, get our vote. We can be bought. Yeah, we're easy. We're really easy. Defund the police. Give us the money, and we don't have to go looting, right? Is that what's going on? But well, what does Tim do? He he marches the streets. He says, "I can't breathe." He gets talked to like this after he goes out and he's advocating for all like two weeks later. You think these people respect him? Do you think I would have spoken by this time yet? Do you think Manny would have stood up? I mean, the, Tim Keller owns Manny, right? <laughs> what do you think that, that Manny Gonzalez is going to turn around and tell these people? Nothing. The answer is nothing. No, but I can tell you, your big mouth mayor, Eddie Aragon, is going to shut these people down immediately. Immediately. There, there would be no conversation that's going to be starting out with people pointing their fingers, knocking their hands, and making demands of the city of Albuquerque. No, that wouldn't happen. There'd be a conversation. This is America, Jack. We're civil. We engage in proper conversation. We understand what the problem is, and we move to solution. We don't make demands of each other. We don't disrespect each other. Tim Keller didn't go out there and, sh and, and uh, shoot a black man, but you treat him as if he did. But why wouldn't you treat him like that? Because he's out there advocating for you. See, this is what I'm talking Right from the very beginning, you've got to hit these people right back and make them understand that is not the way it is. That's the want, not the way that this thing is going to go. Down. I, I got to listen to more. So however much money goes into these departments and militarizing them, those funds can be taken out. Absolutely. I, I, we've, seen, we've seen people do it. Those funds can be put back into the community. There are so many, things, so many things in our community. Yeah, that are and underfunded, votes. right? And, and that, that money could benefit, absolutely benefit, right? So that's what right. 100% agree on. You know, outside of uh, these small little, I'm tired of, of crumbs. I'm tired no, of people. I'm ready crumbs. for, like, I'm ready for Gucci. I am ready for bling. I am ready to go ahead and deck the halls in this city because we got so much damn money. You could, you could spare 150. <laughs> I, I can't see you, Dad. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm ready to deck the halls on this thing at this point, right? I mean, this is this is incredible. You haven't heard speech like this. title, okay? We don't feel those benefits in the city. Absolutely. Wait, 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 we got to go back to this. Let's let's continue. Oh, Sorry, mayors are making change. I'm sorry, sister. Mayors across this country, while there may be a title of African American and a department's title, okay, we don't feel those benefits in the city. Absolutely. Okay, so we don't just need the, you know, for you to make an announcement. I'm investing more in the Office of African American Affairs. They already have a budget, and I don't believe we've gotten any benefit from that budget. So they, so they don't need more money. Um, well, not, not everybody. Um, but what I'm saying is, uh, if our hope, and we know you don't. Tim Keller at this point is like, where's my poet laureate, Hakeem Bellamy? <laughs> Save me, Hakeem. <laughs> Hakeem, can you come up here and deal with these people? We be Albuquerque. Yeah, I mean, really, at this point, that's uh, kind of what you're like calling it. it. You know, he's. You should see the the look on his face. You should absolutely see the look on Tim Keller's face. He's bewildered. He must be thinking about anything but this conversation at this point, because we have yet two minutes and fifty three minutes into this video, we have yet to get a response. Don't control everything, man. We know how government works. You got to go to the city. We 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 understand all that. But we're asking is if you could please not just. Accept this meeting on the behalf of the fact that we've had peaceful protests. So I, I hope that's not why you're here to say thank you for having peaceful protests. I can give you about an hour of my time. And
Uh, what was the damage done uh, to downtown Albuquerque? I think it was, uh, what, uh, three-quarters of a million bucks? Businesses shuttered. Didn't open for weeks, months, right? Maybe some still aren't open. See the thrashing that the NYPD pizza company took? Some of the other windows that were busted, graffiti, et cetera? I, I don't, I don't, peaceful? Is that peaceful? And then we go back to just living our life as normal. I hope that you inherently hear us. We're here for young people. I'm here for my daughters so that when they turn 40, the issues that their dad is fighting for does not exist. But what's sad is, like I said earlier, I'm still fighting for what my grandmother was fighting for. So I'm hoping that you become the leader that we, as, as the African-Americans of Albuquerque, we voted you in for. That's what we're looking for. It's a block vote, apparently. This is uh, this is apparently not my voting block. Is that correct, Dallas? No, not, not your yeah, crowd. Not, <laughs> not my crowd. They're, they're not I'm not going to be getting the uh, 2.3% of the African-American vote. Is that well, you write a big check to these activists. They, can, they, they told you you could be bought off. They can be bought off. I mean, Maybe I can get a million bucks. I mean, yeah. if I give them a million bucks, I think it should go. That's you should have gone for the public money, Eddie. You, you could have used that public campaign money. Well, that would, that would have been yep. We're looking for that leader. Okay, We know it's not going to happen with just the city council. We know APD ain't going to make it happen. So we're looking to you. That's why we came. We came to put the squeeze on you. Touch on a, a little bit of this. Um, you know, uh, first, in terms of the, the time, I mean, I just want to completely agree. I mean, because I, can, I literally cannot imagine your frustration on the pace of change. I, I can't. Uh, but I do know that even I'm frustrated just on what we've been trying to do. And... And I know that we have a judge in charge of our department of issues. And I just I wanna I wanna respect like my role and what I can deliver. I don't wanna overpromise out of respect right. for real change. Right? And I just want you to know like every policy we do has to go to six public hearings. I understand. It's a good question about like which hearing is who knows that a judge has to sign off on it. I don't know about you, but government sounds exciting, Dad. Six years. <laughs> this is exciting stuff. Listen, you're going to get your money. We just got to go through all the bureaucratic yeah. hoops. We're going to stall you out for a little while. So, you know, throw a couple of more uh, crowd pleasers uh, out there, you know, loot, loot the streets, stuff like that. You know, there you go. I mean, can you imagine the level of disrespect that has already been displayed here? Wow. The demands that have been issued by this particular group, and they're talking about respect, and Tim Keller doesn't even fight for the city. It just lays down and well, all you have to do is just bully me around a little bit around the conference room and I'll, I'll give you whatever you want. You want a million bucks? Here it goes. This is how easy it is. You know, we, we don't really have control right now of our own department in that way. But I want to try. I want to try. And I want to I want to push harder. And I also want to acknowledge that he wants uh, we, we have, I know we are not uh, a city like we have tons of problems, mm -hmm. right? I mean, tons. We got homeless, we got violent crime. And I do know because of the conversations I've had, we do have an anti-blackness problem. And this, this yes, we do. Yeah, thank, yeah, you thank you. We thank do. you. There it is. Anti-blackness problem. Uh, where? Where's the anti-blackness problem? Is it, is it the fact that we're only 2.3% African-American here? I would say that that'd probably be the, you don't have an anti-blackness uh, problem. We don't have uh, a huge number of black people here. That doesn't mean that they shouldn't be represented by anything, but I think we see ourselves as citizens of Albuquerque first. I think we see ourselves as citizens of New Mexico first. 
I think we see ourselves first as citizens of this country first. And then I think we see ourselves as whatever ethnic background that we come from. Because I think if you start from the, hey, what separates us, what makes us different, and what we're going to demand. I'm Hispanic. I want reparations. I'm black. I want reparations. Don't you know what happened you know, to the Japanese people in the internment camps in, in the 40s? We want reparations. And everyone's running around looking at what they didn't get or they're, where they're, they're having the same arguments that their grandmother is doing. Like, how can we ever relate logically to a, something that we can actually accomplish? There's no meeting point here. They have totally missed each other. They're looking for money. They're making demands. And Tim, Tim Keller is providing uh, uh, an exercise on uh, Albuquerque government 101 and how long it's going to take for you to get your money. Yeah. There's no conversation actually happening. No, no conversation. It's just capitulation. It's just, it's just here we go. Okay, Pandering. we'll I love what you're uh, – please vote for me next year, especially when they're going to have the big bad Eddie Aragon come after us in this election, right? That, that's what's going to happen. Let's continue. We have colonial scars. We have, yes. we have lots of trauma. And I've heard that actually in New Mexico, could actually be in, in some worse uh, for folks who are not in that kind of oh, tribal Correct. Yeah, that's why we're so Yeah, it's so worse here. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've heard this from the Asian community as well uh, and, and some other refugee communities. So that is something that, again, I, I, we want to try and work on. And uh, and, and when I say I'm also with you that it's not crumbs and it's real, and I do want folks to know that, like in terms of this, uh, this, you know, Jones thing that happened. What that was absolutely. What is what? Do, Jones. Jones. Are we just A free state of Jones? Are we just talking about any old black name out there? Is that is that how much we don't know about the black community? I got to call Langston. Now. Where's Langston? <laughs> Jones thing? Yeah, I'm up on all this stuff. I'm so with you. Uh, I'm just going to start throwing out names. Indiana Jones? And that that is not, I don't have to hesitate. I don't have to think about it. I don't need a meeting. I, I know that sign is wrong. The check. I know it's extremely dangerous. And at least I know that most, most of our department knows that's wrong. And that investigation is very real. And I believe, especially because there are so many layers of public oversight that is not going to get swept away anyway. Like we will find out what happened. We're going to start calling so, uh, uh, Timmy uh, Taco Bell Timmy at this point. I mean, all the layers. I feel like we were just you know throwing a like the five layer burrito over there. Mm-hmm. You know, we got so many layers, and it's got to go to this oversight and this oversight and this oversight. Like if I was in that, I was making all these demands. Like you're not hearing me, dog. You know, I'm sitting here telling you what we want, and if you don't give it to us, here's what's going to happen to you. And uh, all I'm getting is a lecture on Albuquerque government. Let's wrap it up. Let's see how this goes. I'm sorry to cut you off. Hey, how do you think that would go with me down in the in the room? Do you think I'd get cut off if I was talking? I'm just wondering. But that well, was a public thing. Yeah. He, he was there publicly with yeah. witnesses. So just as far as the investigation goes, that's great. And that's what I'm trying to do. It will be public. And this is, I'm just saying Albuquerque, in some ways it's the same, in some ways it's different. Right. There are outside groups that are not internal affairs who look at this. Okay. And that does mean the, the courts, uh, through the external monitor, it does mean the police oversight board. They're literally so, uh, criminalizing no They're literally criminalizing our police officers. He's not even standing up for the police officers right there. No. No. APOA backed him. 
he is criminalizing our police department. It just you said capitulation. I don't know. I think it's worse. It's just totally and you know laying down for them without actually explaining the intricacies, as if these people needed an explanation of what's actually happening. Why do they need an explanation? Because something happened in Minneapolis. But this suddenly just got your attention two weeks later. We got to react. We got to respond. Folks, these are the people who have been dividing this city. They've made it about race. They've made it about everything else. I don't seem to. I remember growing up with a, a, a number of black people. One of my best friends, Chris Coates, one of my best friends. Hung out with them all the time. I, I don't even remember thinking about it. I just remember, you know, Chris Coates is kind of fast. Ended up playing at Grambling, doing all Scott. I, I don't know. I never had a problem with Chris Coates. I hung out with him all the time in the, the neighborhood. I had all sorts of uh, other types of uh, ethnic persuasion friends. Now it's like uh, this badge that you're owed something, and they walk in because something happened somewhere else, making demands for money and wanting to defund the police and running their political agenda. Well, I don't know. It's a slow uh, uh, COVID period. And by the way, I thought the city of Albuquerque offices were closed mid-June last year. I thought we were still in the midst of COVID. I think that was, you know, the, the spike was just starting to come down, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? Is that, that, that about right? Indeed, indeed. It's unbelievable. This is unbelievable. This is not what you need from your leadership. You need people to represent the city of Albuquerque, to stand up for the city of Albuquerque, to listen to their concerns, listen to the constituents, listen to the groups that come out and say it, and be able to provide the vision, the leadership, and the understanding to say, well, okay, I understand where you're coming from, there's some other competing interests that we have right here, right now, okay? I believe that you need to also understand. I don't believe that we have the problem we're saying here. That I'm going to prove it to you. Here's what I'm going to go ahead and do. And we'll address each every one. People want to be heard. They want to be listened to. I can tell you right now who's not being listened to is the city of Albuquerque right there because Tim Keller isn't standing up on behalf of the city of Albuquerque. And he should have. Absolutely should have. Just to totally got steamrolled. And shut down. Let's wrap them, it up. They right don't here. answer to me in any way. Uh, and they don't answer to the city council. They don't answer to APD. So, there's a great answer. Yeah, we can't even hear what she's saying anymore. So, I think we'll just kind of leave it there. But there you go, folks. Oh, look, I got some three percenters out there. Uh, and I believe that uh, these people are actually stating that they are African-Americans who listen to me. So, hey, uh, we welcome all to the Kiva. I'll, I'll tell you, uh, African-Americans generally don't refer to themselves as African-Americans. You know, black True. people, black people say, hey, I'm black. Right. <laughs> well, when, when Tim Keller's massaging and say, well, the African-American community, it's like, oh, we know you are definitely not black. And We've got to make black people more woke in America. <laughs> hey, they're not woke enough. <laughs> That's right. So we need to get past all this, folks. Uh, uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Actually, I'll see you Friday. For those of you going to be out there tomorrow, looking forward to see you. Uh, Dowd, you Eddie? Uh, well, not for you, sir. Not, not for, for you. Me. Yeah, you. I you may won't. show up. You may. I may surprise you yet. What? All right. Maybe. Maybe Dowd will be there. Maybe. <laughs> Dowd, but it's okay if he's not, because we we love our Dowd being the uh, policy Dowd. So we'll see Dowd uh, uh, tomorrow. I'm going to wrap it up here with you guys. Um, here for a few minutes. Read your text. Thanks for hanging in. Uh, hopefully, you, uh, let's see. I'm in the three percent, Eddie. You know me too, not just Chris. <laughs> I just love this. In America, we are black. That's right. Uh, only Sammy Sosa is confused. <laughs>
that is beautiful. We got the best listeners. Um, let's see. <laughs> I can't read some of this stuff. First, they want your chewing gum. That's where it starts. <laughs> I can't get it anymore. Uh, Eddie, it's the Caldeo system. Eddie, you are the Zapata of New Mexico. That I hope you under, You should look up Caldeo, C-A-U-D-I-L-L-O. Uh, you'll understand that. I studied a lot of Latin American political uh, politics. You know what works in, in Latin American politics? Force. Force, folks. Force. There are elements just like me in the Latin American, Latin American politics. The two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. Mark Twain. Tim Keller is a soy boy. I always love that. Um, what's up, DB? I uh, appreciate that. Uh, let's see. By the way, uh, well, I just had another council survey regarding mayor and city council. Questions seem more balanced this time. Mentioned all four candidates by name. <laughs> Do you see how they're confusing things? Oh, yes, the Hispanic Republican that is not Eddie Aragon, who's a write-in. They're literally, they'll do anything. Asked about issues instead of being an attack survey on Manny that ignored you, <coughs> like the first one was. By the way, according to the poll, there are only two ways to reduce crime in Albuquerque. You do criminalization of a bunch of stuff, so fewer arrests are made, or put more cops on the street. Yeah. Dumb and dumber. Got to be better. Police have to be supported. Eddie, I was at the VA hospital the other day, and I saw this painted on the wall, and it reminds me of your fortitude. Um, the price of freedom is eternal vigilance. Thomas Jefferson. You know, Thomas died, bro. One of the things. He gave everything they did for this country. Not many people know that. Can understand anything Keller is saying. I don't know that he was saying much. Eddie, if MLG does unvax self at the state fairs, I am fine with it. I said Sedona instead to spend my discretionary income. Hey, it's a free country. Enjoy yourself. Wish we could have kept you here. Uh, I can tell you when I'm mayor... You will definitely want to stay here. You won't want to go there. I want people out of Albuquerque when they ask. I want to be proud of the city where I live. Me too. You becoming city manager will help change my point. The fact that you guys are saying city manager tells me already that we have tremendous traction. I love that. Hope change my point of view. I have to Maggie's. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> someone sent me the wrong text. <laughs> and is there a way to the neighborhood associations or the other groups? Do you sue the city for encrypting the scanners? I think you can sue anybody. Um, making your city less safe, right, by not allowing a way to patrol and uh, monitor what's happening. I think that is real. <coughs> See, um, app is scrambling the audio as you play the clip. Two phones, Android and Apple. Okay. So murder Mike to use for you. Um, thanks for the help, the coverage. Just got a pollster, Diana, survey. You were on the background while I was answering questions. Aragon, our next mayor, to make Albuquerque great again. Uh, by the way, that poll will lie. It will put me, like, at 2%. Some people say the other guy's got more. Um, you just got to put up with it, folks. You just kept going to keep fighting. You can't let – polls are voter suppression, just so you know. John Doyle is amazing. I work with him for IPS security. Doyle is one of the best men I have ever heard of. Ever heard of? That's cool. I'm on the 505 website to donate. What I don't see is where to get bumper stickers and signs. I need several. Thanks, Mark. Okay. We'll just dump out there. Good stuff. Check out this video on YouTube. Uh, I'm not going to just check out any video. Uh, Eddie, you should call Manny a sheriff to enforce the electioneering laws on the TV and the radio stations. I could say that. I could say because I talked about them and it's a bona fide news that actually I could. There is somebody who's literally tracking every single minute. 
Hi, are you talking to my 20-year-old son who will vote for you? I told me something that really clicked in my head. He said, I quote, the only reason I knew about local elections is because of you, Dad. Maybe we should focus more on our youth. He said, no, many, so many kids don't listen to the radio anymore. Food for thought. That's excellent. And I'm so glad he's listening. Hi, do you enjoy listening to you? However, your weekday broadcast, I'm unable to catch many of your shows. I want to suggest that you run a replay of your broadcast later in the evening. Quite frankly, you, Dad, and Liberty Later is the only people reporting local and state news. That's very nice. Um... Okay. I am your commander. You of the light are warriors. As of this immediate moment, dispersed to locate all darkness, evil, plans to create harm, cords, energetics, information meant to damage, demean my reputation, all demonic thoughts, gatherings, and intentions planned to harm my campaign, personal safety, and those who love and support me. I am in danger. You are my protectors and are assigned to the highest divine creator to assist me. And I am grateful for your service to both me and to humanity. This is not about a position with this is about the soul of every individual citizen who lives here. I call on your skills, dil diligence, and surgical precision to destroy that which means me harm and tear on me and God's children. Use any and all means given to you by God with my permission on my behalf to carry out these orders. This is the highest priority. Go, intervene, interrupt, obliterate, be miraculous. See you tomorrow at four. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Make sure that uh, you pay attention to fightfor505.com. Sign up there. You will uh, no doubt uh, see me there. Republican Party uh, in New Mexico. We have Steve Pierce uh, who's going to be there and a lot of uh, people who want to go, go ahead and, and change uh, New Mexico. So for uh, our meet and greet and for our volunteers, we want to see you there. Uh, come pick up your shirts, your hats, uh, your signs. Uh, we'll have as many as we possibly can uh, by tomorrow for you. We're expecting probably 150, you know, people going to be on hand tomorrow. That that's about what we can have. But make sure you sign up. Don't be left out. Uh, I believe that we already have uh, more than that in terms of the RSVP. But we got to get everybody there. It'll also be in our commercials uh, and the stuff that we're going to be pushing out on the web and other places. So uh, we appreciate you very much uh, for being a fan and for wanting to help and change the city. See you tomorrow uh, at four, and I'll be back on air uh, Friday at uh, four as well.